except the one I'm driving now. Been stripped down to the backbone and Sam Savage town. Well, there's a Mustang and a DTO, bloody seats, a caved in grill. And there's a scar on my forehead, forever busted. back um welcome to episode something uh taylor trash fly fishing 95 i think not from the old oak table but from the old teak table here in east tennessee somewhere betwixt bluff city and bristol but for sure a mile and a half off turn three of bristol motor speedway we have andrew what is up? One of the OGs from episode zero. zero. Got Ben working the board, making the magic happen. Jameson. Hi. Hi. And our favorite memory care specialist, Marcus. <laughs> Hi. What I <laughs> Marcus, we actually did get mm. a recent request as in probably within the last 48 hours, that just ask that you speak directly into the microphone more. They love your stories, but they have a trouble hearing you sometimes. Well, I think with these newer microphones, it's going to be a little bit... Those aren't new microphones. Oh. The, the three that Larry and I aren't using are from the chill. Yeah, it's your normal microphone. Okay. Yeah. You just... The thing is, you got to lock eyes with Andrew since he's directly across from you every Looking time you the tell camera. the stories. Yeah. That way, but you're not you, supposed to look at the camera. You got to keep your contact. head forward on the microphone. So we're here in East Tennessee. <laughs> we are. Um, you know, we've been uh, we've been here in East Tennessee quite a bit uh, recently. We it's kind of like the uh, the summer camp. It is. Taylor Park. It does feel like summer camp. Taylor, um, Taylor Park North summer camp edition. Now, let's not throw a north in there anywhere. Because okay. there's nothing north about this Taylor Park. That's fair. Um, we've been busy. I'll be honest with you. I'm sitting here right now um, just about to the bottom of a large Dr. Nuff from Pals. And I'm still feeling like I'm going to pass out. Like, we've been going hard this weekend. Mm -hmm. um, I don't have my phone in here, um, but I'm sure somebody has a phone. So the first uh, note is... Yeah, let's get back to business from uh, where, where we left off. And uh, I know we've got some notes to start working through. So, Jameson, you want to go ahead? I, I don't have glasses on either, so. The first note is you. You can be the scribe. Cancer treatment at Mayo. Oh, yeah. So, uh, just a little bit of, this is like more of a PSA, um, which is apropos because PSA is how you measure uh, the presence of prostate, prostate cancer issues. Um you might see me through the fall, all the way through the beginning of the year, and uh, I may be a little bit standoffish 
And if you see me being standoffish, it's not because I'm being a jerk. It's because some of the treatment that I'm going through right now, I literally will be radioactive. And I am being standoffish to protect your health. So <laughs> please no drop-ins through the fall at the house. Uh, <laughs> it, it's one of those things where it's only a couple of days after the initial treatment that it's like wacky, weird, and I'm a glow bug. But uh, that's just for all my local buddies back home in Florida. Um, so yeah, a little new treatment, uh, thing going on. Um, and it's also to remind everybody out there, you know, we all owe it to each other as friends and buddies, uh, for men's health. It's something that, you know, we as men typically don't talk about very much, but, uh, mm -hmm. you know, check in with your buddies, um, uh, make sure, you know, if you know that something's going on with them, uh, forget about it being a cancer issue, just any kind of issue. You know, we as men typically are like, you know, fuck it, we'll rub some dirt on it, I'll be okay, it's not really what I think it is, but, you know, be there for your buddies, encourage them to get the health care that, that's available to them, because uh, you catch most stuff early, it's a good thing. Mm -hmm. So, enough preaching on, you know, boring subjects like that. What was the next note? Christmas in July. Oh, actually, this is uh, pretty rad. So back to the cancer thing. So uh, <laughs> and we're back at it. I'm at Mayo and uh, getting ready to get this first treatment. And uh, I have to get like this hour and a half long, like chitty chat up with uh, this doctor about, you know, all the potential side effects and how this uh, nuclear medicine thing is going to work or whatever. And I, I've been told already by my regular oncologist, you know, the doctor you're going to see is a little bit eccentric in the, and I, I mean, he's, he's a normal dude, but he's just got like a really cool sense of humor and that's who you're seeing today. And today he is celebrating Christmas in July. Just be prepared. And I'm like, <laughs> what do you mean be prepared? They're like, just be prepared. And I was like, okay. So when he came through the door, he was wearing a, green suit with like Christmas ornaments all over it. So when he comes busting through the door, because he's doing it, you know, because he's dealing with people that have some heavy yeah. shit going on. Mm -hmm. you know, he's trying to keep things light. I said, well, 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 if we're celebrating Christmas in July, I get to sit on Santa's lap <laughs> without missing a beat. He was like, let's do this. <laughs> so it was pretty awesome. Um, it's cool when you've got doctors that uh, keep their sense of humor and understand that a, a, a big majority of anything in life is mental attitude about mm -hmm. it. And uh, to be able to have somebody in your team that's that way is pretty fucking cool. Yeah. So I just made a note about it because it, it made my day for sure. Yeah, I can definitely imagine. I The pictures that you yeah. sent over were perfect. Yep. So... Uh, next, we you, you happened to take a trip, I think, to an alehouse and... Uh, Got into a conversation with a waitress about a unnamed fish. Oh, so <laughs> yes, yes, yes. We were in Jacksonville, um, and we went to the ale house because we hadn't been to one in quite some time. And we sat at the bar, and our waitress slash bartender um, was telling a story to somebody right next. You know, like at the bar next to us talking about how uh, she had 
was at the beach and they were surf fishing. She'd caught this particular fish and she didn't know what it was, but it was freaky looking. And everything she was describing to me was a mother-in-law fish, a sea robin. Mm. And I was like, oh, I guarantee it was a sea robin. Uh, Some people call it a mother-in-law fish. And she was like, really? I was like, yeah, just your description of it. She's like, well, I've got a picture. And I said, yeah, okay, cool. I'll look at the picture. So she gets her phone out. She opens her pictures. And it's like you can see that they're at the beach. It's like the, you know, pier at the beach or whatever. And she swipes to change the photo. And she's, like, going, let's say, just I can't remember specifically. She's headed to, like, the left. And she goes, like, two photos over. And there she is, standing topless in her yeah. bedroom. <laughs> and she, like, had this moment of panic on her face. Never looked up from the phone to ignore <laughs> and just went back the other way. <laughs> she got to the fish. And I said, yep, that's a sea robin. She's like, okay, thanks. <laughs> it was awesome. It was like awkward. And they were nice. They were nice. Uh, nice set of bolt-ons. There Happy you for you, man. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. yeah. And uh, a little ray of sunshine yeah. on that trip. Here's yeah. the qu- how much extra did you tip her? Uh, they weren't that nice. Oh, okay. <laughs> so uh, it, was, it was just funny. And I, I asked Shannon after the fact, I said, did you catch that? And she was like, catch what? You all were talking about fish. And I was like, dude, uh, she went over and she that was when I told Shannon, she was like howling, <laughs> laughing about it. <laughs> um, so anyway, that was I, Christmas in July and a, t- mm-hmm. a TV show. Sounds like some presents came. Yep. That's funny. So the, you all made a trip to uh to iCast. Yeah. We did. And you know, we actually have done a show since we went to iCast, but I think we I don't know we, I think we forgot about it. about it. We we forgot about it because it's a forgettable event. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um but like thinking back, I think it's appropriate that we talk about it. We ran into a couple of celebrities. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um I got my photo with uh Bill Nance, yep, legend. Which uh, I'm super happy that he was lucky enough to get a photo with me. Um, <laughs> you know, uh, Vol for life. And uh, we ran into uh, one of our other podcast brethren, uh, Mr. Mills, senior. Yeah. Um, I, I <laughs> have to. I don't know if he recognized us or not. Because to be honest with you, I don't know that he recognized anybody. He seemed a little bit confused. Dazed and confused, which um, I opened with a joke when we walked up to him because he was sitting on a stool and he was he had I didn't even know these things existed. It was like a guide to where all the yeah directory of booths and stuff. And he was like trying to figure out where he was going next. So I jokingly said, what are you doing? Looking up, uh, looking up the pickle booth. And uh, he just like kind of looked up and was like very confused and like was trying to get oriented. (laughs) And then he actually told us what he was looking for, which was uh, the duck camp, the duck camp. And he's like, it says it's this number, but what does that mean? 
And I don't know. I think it was one of me. the. Yeah, Ben was like, "We'll see those huge things hanging from the ceiling that says aisle 200, and then it tells you 200, 202 to 222." And he was like, "Oh." So we kind of helped get him directed to the duck camp booth, which was where my show note came in. Is do you get like a helping the elderly badge? Does oh, it count? You got a merit badge. Okay, absolutely. Cool. I just all I care about tarpon. Like I want like the fly fishing merit badge across my yeah. chest. You're your way up to a, a merit. And your sash. Your yeah, my sash, and yeah. I want it to have like. Andy Mills on the front of a skiff, but instead of jumping a tarpon, it's like holding a walker. And then, boom, aisle badge. <laughs> what's what's your, you know, fly fisher, um, you know, merit badge, honor society, scouts called? What's what's your... I haven't gotten that far. Okay. You got um, to do your, your song, you know, like wilderness explorers and... Kaka, double haul, double haul. We have tennis balls on our walker. <laughs> there you go, <laughs> and that's it, folks. That's it. That's Wah, it. Nice. Uh, on demand. Uh, Marcus did a fine job of saying, like, kind of mumbling hi to Andy, and then turning and talking to the actual oh, yeah. guy that he wanted to talk to. Yeah, which was uh, Craig Brewer. Yeah, nice. Did you fish with him? Mm-hmm. Like on his boat. Yeah. No, no, no. They they did that uh, the electronic one where the real shapes. And oh stuff. hell yeah, dude! That's awesome. It's like uh, <laughs> big big buck hunter, but it's big fish hunter. Yeah. yeah. No, he he fished with them in yeah. the keys uh, with the warriors in quiet water. That's awesome. Yeah. Dave Deckert. Awesome. Who else? Not, you probably not to, know him. Mark's not named um, dro- right I'll, now or nothing. Yeah. Yeah. He's yeah. he's he's almost celebrity angler he's kind status. Of a big deal. But it was nice to bump into Andy. Um, I don't think Andy had any idea that we were the uh, world's most genuine podcast uh, <laughs> cast that was uh, in front of him at the time. Or he would have probably you know, been like, hey, guys, I need to get a picture with you all. Uh, you guys inspired me to get into pod- podcasting. Um, you know, Larry, your Beer With series, really, I was like, hey, that's a good idea. We need to get some long-form interviews going. And because I've paid these guys thousands and thousands of dollars over the last couple of decades. They owe me a favor, so they're probably going to do an interview with me. So, uh, you know, yeah. Um, I'm sure if he had realized that he was in the presence of the greatness that he was with the three of us, <laughs> he would have been like, do you, can you fellas hang out for just a little bit? Because I want to take you to lunch. So, uh, but that didn't happen, um, mainly because I think he was still just a little bit confused on where he was going, which is... <laughs> Which is, where he was going. which is shameful on Nikki's part. Nikki should have been there taking care of getting... Handler. Yeah, he should have been the handler. Just like, you know, Mark and I take turns. Like, <laughs> you know, it's like... I got hey, you, buddy. It's like, pss, pss, I need a handler. And Mark's like, I got you, bro. And then, like, Mark will be like, oh, bro, it's time to switch. And I'm like, hey, Mark, come on, come this way. On. Like you did this morning. Yeah, exactly, yeah. 100%. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, um, we we went to uh, went there with the express purpose. We had a purpose, unlike ninety five percent of the Central Florida uh, I four corridor 
attendees of iCast that just went because yeah. it's iCast, man. We've got to go. Get a bucket. Get a bucket <laughs> and see how many free things we can get. Um, how many we soft actually, plastics did you walk away with? None. We had an appointment to meet with a brand partner, uh, being Grundens, uh, to discuss what we're doing with them next year, uh, specifically talking about what we're doing this year, that they're not in – they're involved with it, but like financially, hopefully involved with us next year. Uh, we'll be filming a new film next year. We're currently in production in our first film. Um, and then uh, we also took the opportunity after that meeting to go by the Yeti booth and uh, our contact at Yeti, who has always been Super, super, super awesome mm-hmm. in making sure to support the thingy before the dinghy mm-hmm. raffle um, and anything else that we've ever asked, you know, and said, hey, we're raising money for Marine Discovery Center. Can you guys help us out? Mm-hmm. He's always been there for that. We went there specifically to go and shake his hand and say, dude, bro, thank you. And uh, we had to wait about 45 minutes to do yeah. that while a YouTuber that I didn't recognize. I got to sit close enough to listen to him talk about what a big deal he was to Yeti and why Yeti should be heaping more and more things his way. And I would I would have shot myself in the fucking head if I worked for Yeti and that was my week, was listening to pitches like that. Um, so we were the opposite. We were there just to simply say, hey, man, Thanks for the support. We appreciate you. And boom, we were out of there. Mm-hmm. Holy smokes, that reminds me. The Orange County Convention Center has, I don't know, a staffing agency perhaps that has curated the rudest pack of fucking people oh, to yeah. work at that facility really, from yeah. parking to security slash uh Hey, there's the info booth. Uh, excuse me, which direction do I go to registration? Well, not here. You're going to have to walk outside, go around the building. But the sign pointed me right up here to where I'm standing. I don't know about that sign. You need to get to, get out of here. <laughs> it was insanity. Thank you, ma'am. It was wild. Thanks, ma'am. Hmm. Um, what did I miss on... Uh, I think... Did, he, did we... Nobody... Ate any of like the forty-two dollar cheeseburgers? Ben so, did. Ben, did you get some? I had that one hot dog. Ben threw back from yeah. Nathan's. How much did that cost? I think it was like six bucks. Eighty-two fifty. I think it was six bucks, and your firstborn child don't have that yet. Um, that's why. That's there why you go. Yeah. I'll, dude, I'll. Otherwise, we'd have called somebody by name. Ben yeah. Jr. <laughs> Benny Boy. BJ. Um, Benny. It's <laughs> <laughs> not how kids happen. No. Um, I think that's, it was just a Nathan's hot dog. I was starving. Okay. Y'all didn't do arenas or whatever. That no. no, we no, were down we there. No, dude. No we, parties. No, no parties. No, no nothing. For the after party? We don't, no. 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 no Two story Costa booths. Um, they sold it to someone. Oh. And Bahio? No, <laughs> no, <laughs> no. It was still two story. Yeah, looking yeah. like a swamp cottage. There was said the price of the booth last time I went six, seven years ago. It was like 
tens of thousands of dollars. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. For, for a bunch of pallet wood. Yeah. 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 Um, I mean, uh, but, you know, when Grundon's originally called and they were like, hey, are you guys coming to ICAST? I was like, dude, how in the fuck can we wash off the smell of the knuckle draggers and the mouth breathers? Like, why would we go to ICAST? He's like, well, they're going to have a small fly fishing village this year. Oh, come on, guys. You know, we want to, we, we actually want to meet up with you guys and talk a little bit. Of, I was like, all right, cool. We'll come, whatever. So I, I went to the ICAST website and looked, and it was like maybe one tenth of the floor space. I don't even think it was that yeah, much. Yeah, I don't even think it was that much. And, you know, the one thing that we did miss, which. It was supposedly the marquee thing about it was they had the iCast fly shop where it was like a faux fly shop. And tip of the cap, Orlando Outfitters apparently like helped staff it and like, you know, put, mm-hmm. you know, help do the floor design or whatever. And I'm pissed because I missed it, whatever, however, or wherever it wherever was. Wherever it was. We it, did not see it. It wound up being on the other end of the uh, Hero Pond. Okay, well, we were around the Hero Pond, but there was nothing that led me to go, oh, wow, there's a little fly shop over there. Could you actually buy stuff there? No, no. It was just a model. model, Like like each, like Grundon's had waiters in there. Um, Yeah, anybody that was displaying, like they got like a, you know, to put their stuff there, but it was sitting there like it was as if it was in a fly shop. Gotcha. Um, So, you know, we went through the Yeti booth, checked out some of the stuff. There's some cool new stuff, new colorways or whatever that we saw while we were there. Grunin's has some really cool stuff coming out. Um, um, And then we gave them some feedback about what we thought of some of their stuff that they have coming down the pipeline. Um, We got to meet, like, the big man boss over marketing. um, Mm -hmm. And uh, he's super cool. And if things go well... Um, we might even actually do a field trip out to uh, the Washington. West Coast, yeah, to go uh, hang with the boys and maybe uh, watch some fish get tossed or something. Oh, that sounds awesome! Wouldn't that be cool? Heck yeah, yeah. yeah. So, uh, um, I would be remiss at this moment if I did not say if you have some type of Grundon's gear that you've been uh, eyeballing and thinking you'd like to pull the trigger on. Because you're cool and listen to Taylor Trash on that discount code when you're checking out, put Taylor20 mm-hmm. and you get an extra 20% off. And you can stack that shit on, on sales. On too. sales. So uh, go for it. Anyway, um, and full disclosure, we get like a little slice of the pie on the backside. So you're helping the show when you do it. Appreciate you. Um, Marcus is going to be uh, ordering a <laughs> <We're> <laughs> yet another pair of uh, flip flops yeah. later this afternoon. Yeah, um, your feet are where they go to die. So, d- <laughs> did we miss anything on iCast? Because I mean, we're going um, on the way back machine to be even talking iCast um, directions. The uh, ten car two words. Oh, oh yeah. Nunchuck. Okay, post, post, post. Um, iCast. I observed, yes, there was a little reel that made it around. 
I don't even know that made it around, but how in the fuck it got served to me, I don't know. <laughs> um, there's a young lady that was on the casting pond. Barefoot. Barefoot, wearing Gross. yoga pants to draw attention. No, it was just sweatpants. Uh, whatever. Um, <laughs> this is my picture I'm painting. Uh, <laughs> it's, you it's know. We're living in it. Yeah. So anyway, she was doing some self-promotion on Instagram. Yeah. Claiming that she was two hand casting. She had like a foot and a half, maybe two foot of fly line out of the tip of the fly rod and was standing in the middle of the casting pond. Like one rod in each hand. One rod in each hand, saying that she was like in, implying that she could cast with both hands. And when I saw it, I was thinking, did somebody like. I mean, I'm sure everybody's like, what is she doing? And then when she posted it, why didn't one of her friends go, you're not casting with either hand. You're standing out there waving two sticks around. Like, there was no there was no casting going on. Didn't bend the rod. Didn't load the... There's not even enough fly line out of the tip to load the rod. I mean, there's like... You know that, fly line. that sport in the Olympics where they... Yeah, the, the, the ribbon, ribbon thing. Dancing. It was kind oh, of like that. sport. I yeah. thought it was just the interest there, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> no. Wow. So anyway. No, it's it's if, part of the gymnastics. If this rings a bell and you happen to know um, the gymnast uh, that was running around uh, ICAST, the long rod athlete, let her know that uh, it wasn't a good look. <laughs> it, was, it was kind of actually ridiculous. Uh, and that's not picking on her. It's just saying – there are actually people who are ambidextrous that can cast like either hand. They don't ever do like, "Hey, look at me! I'm two hand casting." Because like, what the fuck's the purpose? Right. Um, More flies in the water. More fish. Well, that's like a drop, dropper, hopper, hopper. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> you know, but I don't know. It just I'm getting old, guys. It rubbed me the wrong way, and I was like, "Fucking put that on the notes. This is bullshit." <laughs> Get off my fucking lawn. I need to let somebody know about that. I need to let someone know about this. That's right. And that's uh, Ken's report from uh, ICAST. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I didn't feel like I missed it. Yeah, I haven't felt like that for a long time. Well, you know, I've always maintained that I'm not an ICAST person. I went to ICAST in years past because IFTV was there at the same time as ICAST. And I always felt it was shitty that we were made to even pass through ICAST to get to IFTD, which now it's not IFTD, it's Confluence. Confluence. Is that coming up or was that? No, it's coming up this fall. Okay. Yeah. Confluence. Denver? Or Salt Lake? Salt Lake City. Utah. Out there in Utah. Bringing them young. Uh, Bring them in young. (laughs) Get them started. If you, if 50, you told me 50. if there was a meet and greet with Post Malone out there, I'd, I'd go. Ooh, wow. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Oh, is he out there? Yeah. Yeah, he lives there now. You know, what? what's really sad to me is, uh, you know, to go out there. I was thinking about going out there, and I still may. Because, um, as I've said this a thousand times in the past, it's like a fucking awesome family reunion. You know, if I go out there, I see all these friends and stuff. So every year I go to the, you know, AFTA, which is the Industry Association for Fly Fishing, and I'm like, what would it take to be a member of AFTA as a podcaster? 
And then when I, I look at how much it costs and the benefits are nil to us, I'm like, I can't justify spending that money, but you've got to be a member or, or pay your like, So it's like, what's the incentive? What's the, what? It, please incentivize it for us, you know, to, cause I, I don't mind paying to be part of the association. Cause we, we certainly, you know, are part of the community, hmm. um, you know, in years past, like a HOA. Yeah. So, so you need like a quarterly well, like newsletter. Well, you can get that. You can get that without being a member. Because uh, ah. we're going to touch on that because I just got the latest uh, where they were bitching about the uh, pro deals again. Uh, that's that's a, like every year and a half they have an article bitching about pro deals. Um, so anyway, uh, like years past, like when Rich went to, I, I would say the last... Um, IFTD that I went to pre-COVID when uh, when I interviewed April Vokey out in Denver, and she interviewed me, and then she shit-canned my interview and said it was too mean for COVID. Really? Yeah. Um, she said, I'll re-interview you at some point in the future, which is, I guess, I'm still waiting on the future to happen. Um, and I thought it was a really good... I mean, we. I interviewed her first. She interviewed me. I even started mine out. I said, "You, April, you're doing this to like I, I'm not anybody. Anybody knows in the industry. This isn't good for you." And she's <laughs> like, "No, no, no. I want to hear your story. Every, you know, people." Be. So I said, "Okay, I'll do it." And uh, then like COVID kicked off, and she was like, "I don't know that we should really put you know our interview out because like you know you guys are a little bit." You, you know, are like you some live tweeting during the interview or something, because I know that your Twitter can. Oh yeah, people. my Twitter can like can uh, trigger some people, but you know. Anyway, I digress. Um, that was pro- that was the last IFTD that I had gone to, and Rich had me on as a buyer for the shop at okay. District. Yeah. So, you know, that's how I got badged in there. Um, years prior to that. I was working as a rep, so I was there as an exhibitor. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, I mean, I would love it if we were there as freaking media. Media. Um, you know, when we were, when we went, when it was in Orlando, that was back in the... 17? During the darkness. Um, we were talking about this in the car yesterday. I think 17 was the last time I went. For yeah. Um, we actually, I think we... They, there wasn't a cost if you were considered media. media yeah, media was free. But now there is. Oh. Um, so anyway, I would like to go um, just because it's cool. Like I would like to go and see Tom buy from the Drake in person and hang out with him. And you know, there's other people out west that I would normally not bump into that are probably going to be there. Um, but yeah, it's this fall uh, in Salt Lake, so. Who knows? I may go, I may not. Don't know. I've got kind of, I'm, I'm kind of indifferent to it at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, so, um, what else we got? I uh, I had the opportunity to get out fishing as a celebrity angler with some of the, the nice gentlemen from Knoxville. Uh, we went and fished a 
a trout river, floated it. Um, Ooh, floated a trout river. We did. I'm not going to, you know, spot burn and tell people, but it's like one of a handful in north of Knoxville area that you can float. That's okay. a trout river. All right. Um, and uh, so it was myself and my buddy Greg in his... Uh, if we were around Christmas and we were talking about the Grinch... Yeah. Would it rhyme with the Grinch? It would. Okay. Yeah. I'm I'm just curious whether I, I'm good on my geography or not. Yeah, well I mean listen, you know, if if there we got some detectives out there if you really want to figure out where we were, you All right, boys, it's a song chat out Okay, you don't have to fucking cover this up. Stop. Way on down yonder, all right. Way down yonder in the paw paw patch. Um but yeah, so my buddy Greg and I uh went and our other buddy Alston, who's a guide who guides that river um, pretty pretty frequently, uh, he was going to go with his wife and his his young daughter, um, and they were just going to have a family day and sort of float and you know sandbar it sandbar uh-huh. Sunday type thing. Cool. So Greg and I beat him to the water, launched, you know, got set up, and we had asked him sort of advice on you know how to fish it a little bit since he fishes it on a almost daily on the regular. Yeah. And so he told us, and we listened, and sure enough, in the first 10 minutes, I hook into a nice, you know, 15-inch rainbow, you know, enough to put a bend in the rod, good fish, definitely a Stout. great way to start the trip. Right. And uh, Wet fly, dry fly? Uh, dry dropper. Dry dropper. He eat the dryer, eat the dropper? Ate the dropper. Okay. Ate the dropper. I think so it hopper, was dropper? A, I think it was a pheasant tail, which okay. I don't know if that's... You know, I, I don't know. I don't know how you know trout guys. I've become an expert, I believe, um, at going to trout shops and learning the uh, yeah uh huh oh absolutely sure uh, when they talk about all the di- uh, you need a king's quill nil uh, dropper hopper flashback flashback grenade um, in olive in olive number twenty two or twenty four seven x go. And, yeah. like, no matter what, they're, uh, yeah, you need a Prince Nymph with a Copper John with a, you know, I just I just Three. roll with it. I'm like, yeah, perfect. Can, can you go ahead and get me a cup of those? Yeah. Like, I, I don't go to over there myself because <laughs> no. no. I have no fucking idea which one. Uh, I do. Zebra midges? Yeah, cool. Uh, that, absolutely. <laughs> Stripe midgets. Like, yeah, it's, I can keep track of that. Yeah. <laughs> But, like, I hate when someone so, points out on the little billion billion square fly array they have there. It's like, oh, one of these, two of those. And I don't know. I'd grab one of these, two, And I'm like, I don't know if it's my ADHD that burns in at that moment. But I'm like, I don't even know what you fucking said. And I'm too embarrassed <laughs> to even ask. Right. <laughs> so I'm just going to grab. Uh, I'm just fishing streamers. You know, that's yeah. what it really boils down to. Yeah. Slow it down. Um, yeah, I'm always like, well, you just grab me a cup, just fill it up. I'm gonna, I, I gotta go over here and look. Uh, I was look, I was looking at something over here. Just, just put me together a little package, and mm-hmm. I'm good. Th- thankfully, the the guys up here have been very friendly to my dumb salt ways. Uh huh. You know, um, so they they've hooked me up with flies and you know tied them on for me and done. Uh, that that is a true friend. I was the, gonna say that's pretty clutch. Yeah. Well, most of the time, I just fish their rods. Like, I'll, I'll bring my rods. I totally the wrong setup. So they're like, oh, my rod's set up. Just, just grab it. And yeah. That. Have you strip-striked a trout yet? Yeah. Oh, nice. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, it didn't go well. Um, 
But so anyway, yeah, we caught the, the, the one rainbow early, rightfully switched off, which I told him well in advance that I've rode a boat like a total of three times in my life. Right. And we hit the struggle bus hard. Okay. And we struggled and we struggled. And then we saw our friend Alston coming down, wife and kid, and he's just standing in the middle of the boat. No, not even rowing, just casting and doing the drift, just letting the boat do its thing. Right. Uh, they ended up coming past us because we had pulled off and we had tried to, you know, really dial it in and change tactics and figure out, bust the slump, if you would. Right. We went away from what was working in the very beginning, which was so dumb. Never leave fish to find fish, brother. Yeah, well. Don't change flies. So, uh... <laughs> it's the Indian, not the arrow. We... We, <laughs> we, we kept on pressing for a couple more hours, and then we're like, all right, let's go, you know, see if we can find Alston and see how his day's been going. Um, he had shot us a message and said, hey, you know, I, I'm rafted up down here on this shoreline. Like, come hang out. I got, you know, sandwiches and stuff if you guys want to come chill for right. a little bit, drink a beer. So we uh, we get on down there, and as we're talking to him, he's like, so how you, do you guys catch anymore? Or, you know, how, how's it been? And we were honest, eh, it's tough. You know, I haven't, haven't caught anything. He's like, oh, man. He's like, well, I, you know, I, I got a couple misses and I, I, I couldn't get them. He said, but I got one pretty decent brown and, you know, what he failed. Then he showed us the picture and it's like a 20 inch, 22 inch brown trout. But the picture is him sitting on the cooler, baby in one hand, brown trout in the other. That's baller. And his little girl has been on the water probably more times in her life than I am. And she's like a year and a half old. Right. Uh, and he said that she loves fish, but for some reason, this one was too big and scared her. Uh-huh. So she was screaming, ballistically crying, like, end of the world as you know it. Uh-huh. In one hand, he's smiling with the fish, and she is losing it, and it is the funniest picture. Uh, but it was, uh, Greg and I looked at each other and said, we're two guys fishing, like, trying to fish. One of us is rowing, one of us is fishing. And he's just, you know, letting the river take him, and he sticks a killer fish. Like, we fucking suck at fishing. <laughs> well, you know, also it has a lot of, lot of times to do with, you know, expectations. Mm-hmm. When you over, you know, you, sure. you put too much pressure on yourself to perform. And he's just, like, being so casual about it yeah. that the fish gods are like, that's the guy we're going to rain the sunshine down on today. Mm-hmm. Yep. He has his daughter. Hey, somebody cue up a fucking big, scary brown trout. Yeah. Uh-huh. There yep. you go. That's how it works. Yep. It's the river predator. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, the rest of the row was, you know, the float was really good and ran back up and ended up being a beautiful day on the water. Um, but uh, How long of a float? How many miles? Uh, not very long. We actually anchored up quite a bit, which we probably should have not done. Um, I don't know. I don't remember. So, like, what's a normal float for a day? It like, depends what? on how much water is moving, which will determine how fast you're floating and how many times you stop and whether... So, like, the boat that we were in was a hog island with a jet... Um, jet outboard on the back of it. So we floated down and ran back up. You know, it's, I mean, 
I think I know what you're asking is like, you know, is it like a four hour trip? Is it a six hour trip? Is that like well, kind of what you're asking? So we went, AJ, my buddy AJ and I, his buddy Jason and my dad, we did a nine mile float. Okay. And it was like a really lakey, had, it was a, it had some current. A lot of slack water. A lot of slack water. I was in a kayak, so, and I had done the float before, but he dropped in his raft and I'm like. I was I was nervous the whole float because there's only one put in one takeout in the trout section, and um, I didn't know how to gauge it for him on how long that would take him. Right. And I kept like caging him like you. So it's this long. Are you sure? Even if there's wind or slack water, like are you cool with back rowing for seven miles? Like, is that going to be doable in a, in a day? So I had I had a uh, appointment that had to be at later that night. So I had to skip ahead of them and just go all the way to the takeout. And I was there probably a few hours before they were. But I was always – I was worried the whole float that they would be getting out of the river at, like, 12 o'clock at night. So I don't right. know, like, what's a normal distance. Um, I think Jameson's answer is spot on. Um, depends on the flow. Um, you know, like the river here, the Soho, um, there's multiple takeout and put-in points. But there's also the variable, are they running full tilt? Like, you know, how many, you know, CFMs, or not CFMs, CFS. CFS, uh, are they running? Um, You know, I've done floats here where, you know, we do a significant distance uh, of the significant couple of sections of the river. Um, I've also done it where we've ran the same short section twice. Um, I've done it in a jet boat where we've run up, floated down, ran back up, floated down. And on the last float down, the water's like dropping out. And then we're like, we got off the water, you know, because it returns back to the riverbed and a low flow. So the appropriate answer would be depends. Yeah. Depends on where you're fishing and what you're fishing. Like when we fish uh, like king sport for smallmouth, it's all about knowing, okay, they're going to run the generator, only one of them or whatever, maybe two for an hour at this time, which means we won't have enough water until an hour after that to get across the head wall above the where we want to fish so we got to put in at this time it's going to take us about this long to get to there which the water should be getting there which will allow us to get across this and then we're going to be able to fish x number of hours and then we need to go because if we don't there's not going to be enough water to row out but then if it's just running continuously on one we're okay you know it's, i mean it's 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 hmm. it's kind of like Tides, yeah, and, yeah. and flood tides especially too, because like if you time it wrong and get stuck, you're yeah up creek with a really bad. So yeah. I mean, like experiencing experiencing like the water rising recently. Oh yeah, like, oh yeah, fucking terrifying. Oh, yeah. It is on on the the river that we were on again. Well, not not name names, but they had. Uh, three generators to run and so it was like for most of the day it was one gen and then it opened up to two gen and we caught the second generator water going down and it made it unfishable going down so we had to run down past it fish and then turn around and run back up against the second generator that's a weird game 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like weirder than blood tides. I mean, oh, yeah. if you think about it, it's a lot like. I mean, you know, one of the most unique things about the keys guides are they have to know, you know, when the tide's moving, they want like maybe a certain depth of water or a certain movement of water, and they're following that particular water condition, and they know from this tide station that they need to be, okay, they add Mm -hmm. this amount of time, which puts them at this key, they fish it for 30, 40 minutes, then they're going to bump over to this one, because now that water condition movement in this depth is going to be happening here, and they're like following the tide. No different, these trout weenies have to have this incredible knowledge of what's the river going to fish like at this particular CFS. And I think the only probably difference and good news for the, the trout weenies is that it's a lot more predictable. Yes. Like generation schedules versus tide tables and things like that. Yeah. And, you know, if a storm event comes or something. Or the wind's blowing out of yeah. the southeast versus the northeast yeah. and, mm-hmm. you know, all that kind of stuff. And, and how it impacts the water. Yeah. You know, not how it impacts well shit. You're like rowing into the wind. Well, that just sucks. Yeah. Um, so, but yeah, it was a, a great time on the water, and uh, you know, got outfished by. Well, let's talk. I mean, just in general. So, uh, you know, you're in Knoxville now. Mm-hmm. I know. You, you know, the last time we had you on the podcast, it was telephonically. I know. It was like as if you were at a business meeting using the wonders <laughs> uh, of telephone. Yeah. Um, how are you digging the new? Uh, just about getting your feet under you and you got to move again. Yeah, yeah. We've got like six weeks left, and I think I'm going to be here for three of them. So, uh-huh. <laughs> so yeah, it's uh, it it came quick, and I've enjoyed every second of it. Tried to do as much as I can. You know, I know it's a short stay. I think it has been very cool. You know, when we said, "Hey, we're we're sending Jameson <coughs> up the road." And he's going to be in Knoxville. If any of you guys that listen to the show can uh, help welcome him to the Knoxville area and get him squared away. You've just been, I mean, we've done this. This podcast is all about building community. This podcast is about, you know, friendships and having fun and shooting the shit and having a cool squad. And damn, you know, the the call was answered. Mm -hmm. It's amazing that the community around this podcast specifically heard what we said and I mean, embraced you like Mm -hmm. you had been living there. You were one of like no questions asked. I mean, I kept getting DM after DM and I would just copy and paste it and be like, get a hold of this guy. He wants to fish, get a hold of that guy. He said he'd take you. Yeah. And it's just the red carpet treatment that you've gotten is testament to why we are, I mean, I don't give a fuck what anybody says. How many plays do you have? Are you monetizing? We, we've got the best fucking podcast, period, full stop. Mm-hmm. And it's because of our listeners. Yeah. I mean, it is, this has become way more better than I had ever imagined it could. Right. With the community that we've yep. built. Yeah, the amount of, of folks that have just raised their hand and said, yeah, let it let him know. Let him let him know he's got a friend here. You know, somebody mm-hmm. to go out because you know, it's it's hard moving to a totally new area and not knowing anybody. Right. And so many people have just opened 
open their arms and embrace me into their, you know, fishing community. Um, I do want to try to, you know, get a bunch of those guys together. Yeah. Right. Cause there's been a bunch of different people that are not that they're not friends or not as communal as we necessarily were down there. They just don't fish together. They right. may not know each other well, or you know, yeah. they both listen to the show, but they don't, they know have each a cross path. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so That's I definitely want to try to, yes, yeah, set up something to get yeah. th- like a, get together down there yeah like all all of them like you you, you'll be the catalyst for like all of them starting to gel and Mm -hmm. you know where we're talking about how this has created this community for us this nationwide community so to speak um you're basically giving them the blueprint on the local level and saying gosh guys you know you guys have fucking done this Mm -hmm. shit it's been clutch for me yeah. You guys need to do it here amongst yourselves, mm-hmm. and I'm going to introduce all of you and make sure that when I leave, I'm coming back. That's right. Uh, you guys better be having fucking parties and barbecues on the weekends <laughs> just like we do. Yeah. yeah. That's like yeah. the thing. Like when I moved to Clarksville, like there was a onesie, twosie dude that might have known the other guy in town who fly fishes, but I mean, what this podcast has done better than anyone uh, that I've ever heard of is like bringing all that together and being the glue that brings that social thing. Yeah. To more than just like your buddy and you in the backyard barbecuing, but it's like when you stack and layer all the people around you and build that community, like you turn that city into like some a destination to go to now. Yeah, it? absolutely. When I, I think it also is a testament to the, the shops that we've been able to do events with and the events that we put on, right? Because those are opportunities for a bunch of people in the community to come together. Who right. would, so between the fly box up here, you know, and like old, old city, city down there. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's it's that having something to bring people together um, is really where that mm-hmm. that spark that Andrew's talking about you know is ignited too. Yeah, for sure. And it's the it, it reaches out well beyond the fishing, mm-hmm. um, and that's what's the coolest thing to me is like you know whether it's a backyard barbecue, which is very simplistic, but like. You know, like, we'll all go to, you know, a concert together. Whether it's Billy Strings and I hate it and you guys all love it, we still had a great time. Right. Um, Whether we go see Colby. Mm -hmm. um, You know, there's always something going on that we're all angling and trying to be like, hey, let's all get together and do this. Right. And maybe one out of the group already has plans or whatever. Sure. And it's just like nobody gets their feelings hurt. Nobody puts their lip out. It's just like... Oh, we'll catch you on the next one or whatever. Yep. Um, that's how it's been with that's that's how it's been with summer camp. So yeah. what? Yeah. I, I mean, I've actually fucking lost track. Is this our third this or is fourth? At least three. This, this is, is my third. third time. This is okay. my third time. But okay, so this is the third time that you've been here filming. This is the third time this summer I've been on a filming trip. Yeah. So we actually. I didn't make the last one. I know, but yeah, you did. Mm-mm. He was. You were here, and he wasn't. Like last weekend or the weekend before. But like, didn't we originally <laughs> come up? Um, and Andrew, you weren't able to come up and f- film with. You had the concert. It was the weekend that I moved to Knoxville. Oh, was so the first time you, you were all moving came up. up here. I was in Townsend with AJ. That's right. And then we went to the concert, and then I drove out here like early in the morning. Okay. Ben was out here. I brought Maddie. We filmed yeah. that day. Mm-hmm. I went back the next day. Yeah. And uh-huh. didn't you and I come up 
prior to that? Like, we flew up. Yeah, I think you guys did, like, a scouting like, yeah. organization. Yeah, we were up for, like, trip. it was a quick turn and burn. Yeah, yeah. It was we like, like two-dayers. Yeah, it wasn't yeah. a long trip or whatever. But So, anyway, what I'm saying is I've gotten lost in how many times I've right. been up here this summer. Um, which is awesome. Which is awesome. Um, and, I mean, I hope to continue the fucking streak of getting up here as much as I can. And... Uh, I, I think Marcus has uh, fallen in love with the Holston Valley. He's going to be a permanent fixture. Eventually. I mean, there are race teams yeah. that are that are depending on him, which we'll talk about shortly. <laughs> um, let's let's make sure we're, we're about to go down like rabbit holes left oh, and right Oh, yeah. Here. So where are we on our notes? Um, I think we're on a little trip to the ER. Um. Couple of Wednesdays ago, yeah, I got home from a job site, and my new eight weight line showed up to put on my rod that I just got, and I was like, I don't have time to go fish, but let's fucking throw it in the pond. So I just got my pond project done. Water was up, strung up, threw on a bait fish because I was like, I'm gonna, you know, get kind of dialed on what this feels like back here, and then maybe, maybe not tomorrow, but the next day I've got time. I'm gonna try to go fish dock lights. And, or go wait a dock or something, you know, in the day. Started casting. I have some lily pads in my pond. You know, 10 minutes in, I snag one, and I just grab the rod and give it a little flick back. And I feel it hit my hand, and I'm like, okay, whatever. Go to casting, and I look down, and it's through my fingernail. The hook has gone straight through past the barb. One of those fucking weird, it's like a one in a million shot. Because I, I didn't like, yank it. It just came back at the right angle and went through. And it sucks because the one dock I wanted to wait, I know had tarp under it. So I feel pretty good about it. It probably would have bit and held. Um, so I looked down and I was like, uh, I've never done that before. So I, but I'm still attached to the rod. So I like go to my shed, cut the line off, reel it up, put the rod up, grab the fly, cut all the way down so it's just the hook in my finger. And I'm like, do I grab a pair of pliers? Do I try to pull it out? And I've kind of decided. So, hold on. Yeah. So did you trim some of the the material off the fly? Is what you're saying? No, I just cut the leader. Oh, down. I got gotcha. you. Okay. I, I was terrified. I was gonna wrap it on something and like yank it. Um, and I've seen the. We'll call it the classic Ben Sittig. The mono trick. The mono trick. And I was like, I don't think this is a, a mono trick. Well, yeah. didn't you, you? So I FaceTimed you. Yeah. Because I already knew what the answer was. But I was like, I need an adult to <laughs> confirm yeah. what I'm thinking. So yeah. I called Larry. And he's <laughs> like, Call the old man. He's like, what's up, buddy? I was like, hey, technical question. No, you know what? What's Where? really fucking bizarre is you FaceTimed me. Yes. Which you never do. Right. And I thought, this is really fucking weird. Why is he FaceTiming me? Yeah. And I was like, hey, man, what's up? And you're like, hey, uh, I, got a qu- I got a question for you. I'm like thinking, what the fuck is this all about? Yeah. You're, you're FaceTiming <laughs> me with a question? And I knew you'd been on a, on a project, on a right. job site that day. And I'm thinking, oh, for fuck's sake, what's going on? <laughs> yeah. And, I mean, you're long gone. You didn't, yeah. like, you worked, what, half a day or whatever. And... I'm like, you hold up, and I was like, what? And then you zoomed in on it, and I was like, oh, oh shit. And you're like, 
hey, uh, do you think the mono trick would work on that? And like, as you're saying it, I was like imagining <laughs> as you're trying to do the mono trick, how your entire nail was going to get ripped, ripped off <laughs> and go flinging across wherever it would land. And I was like cringing inside and I was like, no, nah, I don't think so, you're buddy. Like, I was like, I think that's a trip to uh, let somebody else take mm -hmm. care of that one. Mm -hmm. And I was like, okay, cool. That's where I was leaning, just making sure you're not like, no, you're fine. And you're like, nope. I was like, cool, I'll keep you posted. Be another set of eyes on this. Yeah. So then I have health insurance through my wife, and her company has been bought out. So I had like three insurance cards in my <laughs> wallet, and I was like, I don't know which one's the right one. So I like laid them out and took sent a picture. I was like, the one on the left is the current health insurance, right? And she's like, yes, why are you asking this? And I was like, long story short, I've got a hook in my finger, but we'll deal with it. I'm on my way to get this dealt with. So I was like, ER or urgent care. I was like, let me go. Urgent care. I was like, let me just do urgent care unless they send me out because that's just how I've always rolled. Walked in, and they're like, what are you here for? And I was like, well, hook in the fingernail, uh, not getting that one out myself. And then all of a sudden, doctors and PAs start coming looking at They're like, ah, we've never seen this before. <laughs> I was like, that's not what you want to hear. And they're like, I don't know if we can get this out. We might have to send you to the hospital. I was like, well, how do we find out if you can get out? She's like, well, we can take x-rays. I was like, she's like, we got to make sure there's not an artery somewhere or that, like, you're hooked somewhere in the bone before we start, like, twisting it. I'm like. All right, cool, whatever. So we go do x-rays, and I'm like... In an abundance of caution and to protect my malpractice yeah, exactly. account. His x-ray was gangster, too. Yeah, it was. And I, I told him, I was like, he's like, I don't know how we're going to get this out. I was like, dude, he's like, we're going to numb you. I was like, if you just want to push it through, uh, cut the barb, and then pull it back out. I was like, I don't care. Just get it out of my hand at this point. Because um, that happened around 2 o'clock, and we're flirting with 4.30 at this moment. Um Ben's still thinking about getting home, making dinner for the missus. I actually had texted her and said, you're on dinner duty tonight. Um, and actually, first, they just, cause, do you think you'll be home by the time I'm a, I am? I was like, doubtful. She Probably says, not. do you need me to pick you up? I said, it's not that bad. <laughs> so they took x-rays. They're like, no, we can get it out. And they're like, so here's the procedure we're going to use. And I forget what the term is. But I had to sign all these waivers for this procedure specifically because they were going to take... I've seen them use the tool to actually like burn uh, EP fiber. Yeah, it's a cauterizer. Yeah, and they're yeah. like, we're gonna burn your nail, burn around where the hook goes, cauterize it, and then back it out. But we got to open the fingernail enough so we don't snag it and rip it off your hand. He's like, but you are probably gonna lose the nail. Um, and then they take me to the back room. They're like, here is some glucose we need you to drink this because we're going to inject you with a bunch of shit um they're like it's nasty so then i chugged that they it says on your first time chugging yeah so they were like we need you to drink this and they went to go pour it in like the little like shot cup that comes with like you know liquid medicine and they're like the one doctor heather's like well He's going to drink all of it, right? We can just give him the bottle. He can just, I promise no one's drinking out of it. You can just chug it out of the bottle. I was like, yeah, that's fine. And so then I had told them about our podcast, and like we were making jokes about it. She's like, do you need to film this for the podcast? Uh, and I nice. said, sure, why not? So there's a video of them going, chug, 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 and me <laughs> chugging glucose on the operating table. 
um, not really operating, but like examination yeah, exam table. table. Um, Please tell me they got the the money shot. The money shot. Yeah, of you passing out. I no, they were past that. We're getting there. So when I do lab work, I usually don't handle that super well, and I pass out. And the only explanation <laughs> they've given me, which is shit face, is your body thinks you're bleeding out, so it just shuts you down, so you don't feel pain, which I'm not cool with. I tend to want to fight that personally, but I haven't come up with the award-winning solution to stay awake. <laughs> Never had it from just needles. But I told him, I was like, heads up, this is what happens sometimes. So never had it this way. So this asshole, Tyler, grabs this, this needle about this long. It was thin. Of It had like 15 cc's of lidocaine. So it was, it was a shit ton of liquid. And he injects it into the webbing here, starts squeezing it, and then my hand starts like raising off the table. And then he moves to here, injects it that way flips it, injects it in the webbing here. And, man, by the time he got done with it, you could, like, he just webbing. feel all of it. And I was like, just a heads up, feeling a little woozy right now. And the next thing I know, I woke up from that, like, warm nap feeling. Mm-hmm. I actually felt incredibly rested at that point. <laughs> and they were like, hey, good morning. Welcome like, back. <laughs> yeah, they're like, we got you. And I was laying down comfortably, and they said, uh, I said, how long was I out this time? They said, about 10 seconds. I was like, feel remarkably well rested for 10 seconds. And so then they start like, he grabs a ballpoint pen and he starts like tapping my, can you feel that? I was like, yep, yep. I was like, right now I just feel pressure. He's like, shit, we're gonna have to put more lidocaine. I was like, fuck. <laughs> and then then he, he, he leaves the room for like two minutes to like, he's like, go ahead and start prepping the needles. He's like, don't take it out. But And then he comes back, he's, well, he grabs a pen. He's like, do you feel that? I was like, nothing. He's like, good to go. So they, like, give me the sterile bath. They cut the fly back down to the hook and start burning the nail off. My hands are sweating. Oh, yours were sweating? What's your nail look like right now? Right like that. Oh, fuck. It's slowly peeling off. What was, like, here's where it would have gotten me. I think when they started burning the nail, the smell. The smell. The fucking burning fingernail smell. I, I don't know what that would be. Oh, it's terrible. Um, but I would think it would sounds. be fucking it's, horrible. It's kind of like hair on fire slash maybe yep. mixed with plastic. Yeah. Um, as as somebody who lost their big toenail like a dozen times and had to drain it with one of those numerous times, it's not a not a Yeah, it's, smell. I mean, it's, oh. it's a little weird. Um, <laughs> so get that done, and then he grabs a big old pair of forceps and they called him Kelly's and they grab some Kelly's and he starts and then like you can we have a video of all of this and he slips off of it twice it looks fucking gnarly to the bystander I couldn't feel dick right it was just I only thing I felt <laughs> was like not the uh, <laughs> 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 the, uh, uh doc, hey doc, uh, doc. Uh, you know I'm no medical professional but I'm why do I feel two hands on my shoulders <laughs> for a finger injury <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're not gonna feel dick. Uh, no. <laughs> so, so they get it out, and Heather filmed the whole thing. And he's like, "Do you want to keep it?" And I was like, "Uh, yeah, I want to keep it." So he like puts it in a sterile cup, mm-hmm. and I go to like sign out. And the one kid behind the counter, he's like, "Um." So they told me I could ask, and and it's okay if you say no. 
and I promise I won't share it, but I really wanted to watch this procedure, but we were a little bit busy, so they're like, we don't really want you to crowd the room right now. He's like, if I give you my email, can you send me all of that footage so I can watch it? <laughs> I was like, yeah, man, sure. And so he, I get home in a couple hours. I got home about 7 o'clock, and I get home about 8 o'clock. I, like, I was like, oh, i got to email this kid. So I like, email him. Hey, Noah, this is so-and-so. Ben, uh, thanks for taking care of my finger today. Appreciate this is a y'all. Ben-fluencer. I didn't say that. You've been sitting, checking your email incessantly for the last and hour. I was like, and here I am. I was like, here's that footage. If it doesn't come out, let me know. And he comes back. He's like, it came out. Oh, my God, it's perfect. Tight lines with a shaka. Um, <laughs> and that was his sign-off. Um, and he's spanking his monkey to it to this day. <laughs> and he, good for him. So, so it put a dampener on my dock light and dock waiting plans for the next week. Um, but you said you had... A lot of shots. They gave me four and shots of the lidocaine, kind of like no, spray. no, no. But like glucose. No, the glucose was something to drink. So syrup. Ironically, they For gave me what? the gl- syrup. So, so that way he didn't pass out. Which so did. I didn't pass out because they didn't. They're like, when did you eat last? I was like, lunch. I was but say, I ate a big I lunch. Only ever had a tetanus shot. Dude, I got that too. Like that I got that too. Blood yeah. sugar. Yeah, they probably because like. When when somebody feels woozy, typically, or passes out, the first thing they're going to do is be like, "Here, have this cookie. Right? Take, here, yeah. Would you like some uh, orange juice? We've like got donating a coke blood. for you. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Um, I've passed out once, oh, lucky. like needle related, and it was when Shannon had her C section for Wyatt. Epidermic. And when they were doing the epidural. Oh. They brought out a push pole <laughs> to do the spinal tap with, and Dude, I, tingly. I I don't even know why they had me in the oh. room at the time, oh, that's right? Fucking horrible. And the, I mean, you know, everything is like medically, you know, like it's always the procedure where it's like they just have, you know, it's like a postage stamp size, yeah. like exposed a little bit of skin. And they take this fucking telephone pole, and they're like pushing, 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 and you can see, and you're like, "Oh God," you know. And then it goes, and you're like, and you're like, "Uh." and I'm still okay. I'm still okay. (laughs) And then you know, it's they flushed in saline, still okay. And then they like drew back, and there was just like the tiniest little wisp of like a little bit of blood Uh came out with it. <laughs> That's all I remember. Lights out. And then the next thing I remember, they had a cold pack on the back yeah. of my neck. Same. And they used the uh, smelling salt, ammonia. ammonia. Mm. And I'm like, and they're like, "Welcome back, Dad." And I'm like, I, I was so like discombobulated. I was like, they're like, "Yeah, you passed out." And I'm like, they're like, "Are you okay?" And I'm like. Can I get something to drink? They're like, yeah, we're going to get you something to drink. And, but it was like, it was just the visual of it. Yeah. You know, and knowing like where it was going and how I was just like, whoop. Yep. Turn right, out so, the lights. Mm, so maybe Andrew has heard of this one. It's a fast one IO. Oh. Into the bone? Oh, yeah. We have to drill into to get the IV. Stop. I don't want to watch that, dude. No, I'm not it's, showing a video of it being done. Bone marrow. Oh no, yeah. that's right. so. It's if you know the someone loses a limb, fluids right away, and it's just that looks like a trach. 
right to the sternum. Or uh, what you do to get the airway. Yeah. Yeah, is, is it the same thing? No, no, this goes straight into the sternum. Oh, God. Down into the bone marrow. Oh, that's horrible. You had that happen? <laughs> Me? No. no. I've seen it used. God. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. It's not, it's like yeah, Larry said. Yeah, it's like said. severe trauma and they, yeah. like, okay, so it, uh, that's used when the trauma is so severe and so many, so much blood has already mm-hmm. been lost and the blood pressure is so low that all of the veins basically are collapsing. Right. They go straight in, it goes that goes through the bone to the marrow, and now they're pushing blood in through your bone to get it into your system. No, nope. yeah, <laughs> no, <Nope>, I might. <laughs> <laughs> I might. Like, no thanks. I choose death. That. <laughs> so. um, but yeah, they were a super great team. Got that taken care of, and wow. <laughs> Where where's my foil hat? Five <laughs> G is real, ladies. We and had gents. that drone flying over earlier. Yeah. No idea where it came from. What did what did Howard say when uh, he saw it? So I saw it first, and I was like, "Oh, hey, Howard, look at that." He kept said, asking us how we saw it. I go, "You you pay your taxes lately?" <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> that's the that's the government watching you. And he just kind of leaned back on his golf cart. <laughs> Larry was asking for the shotgun. He's like, how'd you see that? It's I see all kinds of things, Howard. <laughs> right. <laughs> Hear all right. kinds of things. Huh. I'm like, damn. I think he would really shoot it down if... I was giving him a hard time. Like, where's your shotgun? What are you doing? Roll? Like, yeah, he didn't have the force. No. You used to get riding dirty. No. Huh? I shouldn't have told him it was something you knew about. Like, it's been like, that's fucking weird. No. <laughs> no. No. We're not doing that. Um, so, um, um, oh. where are we at on notes? Uh, ben, that's a horrible fucking story. Thanks for sharing yep, it with you're us. You're welcome. Um, just remember, you're the one who told me to put that on the show notes. Oh, no. I, no I, I'm glad you told the story. I'm just saying, like, I'm with Jameson. Like, my hands are like, yeah. I'm like, oh. Yeah. What kind of hook was it? So we know which one to buy. Believe it or not, it'll, it'll it's an unidentified hook unidentified. At, this per, at this point. I believe I've this. I've had was... a lot of people be like, "Dude, I need that hook." Yeah. yeah. So I think a listener sent it in, and it's out of uh, like everyone picks a fly out of a box thing from like a couple years ago. But I think it's a Gamakatsu SC15. Some, something of that nature, but in like the plated versus like just the regular hook because it's like that silver. I really hope it was an SL12 short. Who knows? Oh, nice. Yeah. Um, SL12 root, rooting for it. Is there anything other than a Mustad 34007? Mm-mm. Big fan of the B10S Stinger, personally. Oh, nah. Nah. They look cool. And they're cheap. Yeah. yeah. And sharp. Yeah. yeah. I mean, thin gauge, thin gauge. If yeah, you're yeah. if you're gonna tie Clousers, the thirty four double oh seven is what you need. And what I mean, yeah. do you need anything other than that? Not really. So there you go. Mm-hmm. All right. Anyway, um, <laughs> we're not we're not getting nerded out on fly tying. Sorry. No. <laughs> Dang. Um, we're back to Jameson fishing again. Yeah. Fucking dick. Well, you know, it's just celebrity status that I've gained while being up here. Dude, um, I haven't been on a drift boat once in my life. 
Drift. Oh, don't worry. This story does not involve a drift oh, boat. Oh, okay. It does involve a watercraft, just not a drift boat. Uh, so it, this one was actually interesting. He originally reached out to you because he knew you were going up there. Uh, right. Ryan. Um, can we can we take like you a... want to do a break before yeah, we get sh- into qu- this? Yeah, but now we can't go to break because our sound engineer disappeared. You have to remember, yeah. Ben, you can't... If you're running the show, you can't leave the table. Yeah. Get I mean, if we need to get you one of those like uh, little urinals that you keep there, you yeah. know, the pee jug, like you, you, you got you, yeah. to he- stay on the board, the, buddy. Yeah. Uh, Speaking of pee jugs, you took the my, reins when my dad was in the. He was an Air Force mechanic, and when they would have the new guys come in, they would. He worked on a F fourteen Tomcats, and that's not Air Force. Well, but he still worked on them. I know <laughs> yeah, they're Navy naval. planes, and then he worked on F fifteens. Um, but he did do stuff with Tomcats. But when they would have cross pollinate the crews in, he would tell them that the like the pee strap. It just goes out was how you communicated with the people on the ground while they were working on your planes. So you have these young stupid pilots yelling into the, like the pisser, to like tell them, yeah, that's working, that's not. Hmm. So, that's it's terrible. It is terrible, but it was really funny Why to like grow up listening to these mouth? stories. <laughs> um, all right, well we'll go to a little break. All right, so we're we're taking a break, and when we return, Jameson is going to take us. On a fantastic trip on a tiny rocket ship. Zooming through the sky. Zooming through the sky. Little Einstein. See, there we go. There we go. (laughs) Now, whoever is from our generation that had kids through that, you're fucked. You're singing that for the next few minutes. Oh, yeah. And we'll be back. On a trip. Favorite rocket ship. Like that, just like that, we're back around the old teak table, and uh, we are ready for our trip with Jameson. That's right. And Ryan. Ryan. Yeah. So this was a unique situation. He had actually reached out to you originally because uh, he has the fortunate ability to uh, have a houseboat on Lake Fontana in Western North Carolina. Oh Fontana, wow! I didn't realize I that he had a houseboat. It. Yeah, so he, he goes up and stays on a houseboat. I think it's maybe his wife's family's houseboat. But anyway, um, he had reached out to you about possibly getting out and uh, you know riding on the lake to some of the creeks that feed into the lake mm-hmm. uh, from the mountains that are basically only accessible through the, the, the lake there. Uh, and it just so happened to work out that I was going to be over in Western North Carolina yep. that weekend anyway. Um, so you passed it to me and we had made a plan to meet up on, I am selfless that way. I, I appreciate <laughs> it. I, you know, knowing you and the way that you like to fish, I, 
I'm interested in your opinion of this after the discussion. Okay. Uh, so we had set the plan to meet up early Sunday, get out and do like a half day fishing because he had to be uh, back for some obligations and I wanted to get back over to Knoxville. Um, and uh, so Saturday rolls around, no message. We had agreed to do this on Friday night. No communication Saturday. Saturday night at like 10.30, I should have been on like, hey, are you still good? Are we on for the morning? Like, what can I bring? Nothing. So I get up in the morning and I just head out the door and make my trek over there. Um, and on, on the drive, he texted me and was like, hey, yeah, no, no worries. Like, sorry, I passed out early last night. Um, but uh, he did inform me that they were, he typically uses a, a pontoon boat or he was going to use a pontoon boat, but they realized mm-hmm. that some of the floats were taking on a bit of water. Okay. And <laughs> yeah. it, it was it was in a un, unusable condition. And he's like, "Hey, uh, I have a I have this jet ski that I usually take over there. Nuts to butts. But it's usually just me. It's uh, it's a three person jet ski. But uh, oh wow, you know if if you're cool with it. And I was like, "Fuck yeah, dude, I'll do it. Whatever." <laughs> So I show up, and sure, shit, there he is on a yellow jet ski. And uh, it was a three-seater. Kenny fucking Powers. <laughs> <laughs> we we had the seat in the middle open, but it was, uh, yeah, we had a, a romantic ride. I didn't quite caress around the waist or the shoulders. I was kind of doing the hand on the back and then hand-holding my backpack Okay. to try and make sure that like right. if I fell in, I didn't drop anything or lose anything. Um, but it was, oh, it's a gorgeous run out to this, uh, creek that we went and fished, um, and it, crystal gin clear water in the lake. There was bass and he said, there's actually some pretty decent sized lake trout there. And so we can, uh, we need to schedule a trip to go up and do like a lake trout run. Cause they'll run up the mouths of those creeks in the fall. And, uh, and he said, it's, you get big fish and small water and uh, it's pretty exciting. But anyway, we made it to the the spot where we were going to go fishing and it had rained. A big storm had rolled through the evening prior. So we didn't quite know what the water condition was going to be. We hiked probably about a mile back in um, just from the, where we got off the jet ski because it was pretty big down there um, and uh, started fishing and, Water was a little blown out, a little brown, so we, you know, kept pushing back, and it got clearer as we went back, um, but going for native brookies, and he caught a couple in the first couple holes, and I got on the the same page, um, <laughs> but it was, it was interesting because it was like, you know, typical small stream fishing where there was a big trail that they actually would run vehicles up and down the park service would, right. and then you had to find your way down. Some holes, there was like a, a clearly defined sort of trail down. In other ones, it was, you know, bushwhack. Fig- figure, figure it out and bushwhack. Oh, wow. Nope. Uh, and there was, a, there was a couple times it got fairly steep, fairly quick to try to get down to the water. And uh, I actually ended up breaking my Smiths on this trip because, mm. very similar to you, I was, ta- I was taking the lead getting down to a hole one time and... Uh, you know, I'm stepping down, watching for snakes and doing this. And I'd take, 
you know, a couple steps down, look back to turn up and make sure that he, you know, was could see my path down and was following. Yep. And as I turned to look, I saw the plume of ye little yellow bugs come oh, sh- flying out of a hole that mm. I had just stepped into. Oh, no. <laughs> and so I just immediately screamed, bees, not thinking of yellow jackets. But Rod went flying. Sunglasses were on the hat because it was kind of overcast and I didn't have them on. Sunglasses went off, which, of course, landed perfectly underneath my foot on the next step. <laughs> but I essentially jumped and ran 10 feet and thankfully they stayed pretty contained i had one or two follow me but i didn't get stung miraculously but uh my sunglasses were were lost and i figured out about yellow jackets in uh <laughs> creekside uh, i i would take a pair of broken sunglasses uh, mm-hmm. any day of the week over yeah. those sons of bitches yeah it was uh i was i was happy to make that trade so uh, wow yeah, and it didn't impact the fishing. I didn't need the sunglasses, but I didn't need those anyway. It was, uh, oh, yeah, yeah. So, oh, and uh, but yeah, it, that other than that excitement, it was uh, pretty, pretty routine. After that, we both got into a couple fish. I caught a pretty decent sized rainbow. He caught a couple brook trout. Um, you know, fishing small water, so hopper dropper, just for mainly indicators and. You know, doing what were the size of the streams that you were fishing? Like jump across streams, like little no. little tiny creeks, or like Mm-mm. it was it was bigger than that. It okay, it's not. I'm trying to think of how to describe this. Could you wade across the creek mm-hmm. from shore to shore? Yeah, it was really there were big boulders. So it was very like rock hoppy. Okay. Um, it, deep plunge pools. Okay. Like you'd get you know down trees in some areas. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, it it wasn't a big river, but it wasn't small. Were there ever any um, places where that creek passed under that like old logging road? Yeah. Yeah, so we crossed over it, and then we started fishing up, up the. And were those culverts? No, it was a suspension bridge. Okay, so they were bridges. Okay, yeah. cool. It only passed over once. Okay, yeah, because uh, it, yeah, it's it's a forest service road. Um, but he was saying like that particular creek, if you wanted to get to it without coming through the lake, it's an eighty mile hike in to that creek and that's the only other way to get there holy shit wow. so it gets it gets a lot of lake um people access pressure it. yeah uh-huh. the the marina there has a ferry that'll take people out there for it oh so it's not like gotcha. this like fucking hidden away secret no there's no it's 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 well marked it's known okay um, there's a couple other ones that he mentioned that are much less known right um but, you know, similar style because that, I mean, Fontana Lake is huge. Right. Um, so, it, yeah, but it was uh, it was a great time. I mean, and, and just beautiful to get out. And so, like, it, like, what's your altitude at Lake Fontana? Like, was it noticeably cool? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's what I was nice. getting at. Yeah. And it, it was it was overcast day, so this, and we were in the morning, so the sun really didn't get high and, and hot. Right. But uh, it was up there, yeah. We were climbing in elevation as we were following the creek, but it was 
I mean, it backs up to Great Smoky Mountains mm-hmm. National Park. So, yeah, awesome. That's, yeah, that's killer. Heck of a time. Uh, great chance to meet Ryan. Great dude. Uh, we'll definitely be meeting up and fishing again. Ten out of ten, or uh, or down in Georgia where he's at. So nice. Um, I'm jealous. That that's that's a great trip. I just figured the jet ski would be. Uh, I I would have gone. Okay. Yeah, right. I would have gone. Right. Yeah. I, I I told him no pictures. <laughs> <laughs> but I didn't say I wasn't going to talk about it on the show. So. Right. Nice. I mean, run what you brung. Hey. hey uh, that, that's that's, an, that's a, one of those, hey, we got to do what we got to do. Mm-hmm. We're, yeah. we're salvaging a trip here at this point. As, yeah. as much as I hate them, it was fun to freaking ride. Oh, yeah. 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 Boater scooters. Heck yeah. <laughs> what uh So speaking of yellow jackets. Yeah. Oh God. Little vicious bastards. <laughs> so uh I'm sorry to hear that you were introduced to a yellow jacket nest. I'm happy to hear that you survived it unscathed. Um when I arrived up here, um I was really committed to getting the yard mowed and taken care of. So um, I was on day two of mowing and was making a couple of passes below the house on the west side of the house late in the afternoon and uh, just fat, dumb, and happy, kind of in my groove, uh, zipping around. And first I knew of it, was when I got lit up on the inside, just above of my arm, just above the elbow. Right in the sweet meat. Oh, and I was like, the fuck? <laughs> and I looked down, and I saw what it was. So I was able to rake him off, and I could see him, like, in the air, like, swarming around me. So I'm on the mower. So simultaneous to th- getting rid of the first son of a bitch that nailed me, I'm like, what the fuck? And I look over my shoulder, and I can see them fucking boiling out of the ground. So I'm then transitioning to get the mower deck up, shift it to the highest gear I can get it to. Let's get some speed under this bad boy. And that's when the number two motherfucker got me. And so I was... Luckily, he actually was trying to get me through... The shirt sleeve. So he did get me, but he didn't get like get full force. He didn't get me full penetration. Yeah. The other, the first dude penetrated me and <laughs> gave me the full load. Uh, the other guy just got the tip. Uh. Um, and I mean, I was here. On, I was here by myself. Shannon and Wyatt were out like doing something in town, and. Thankfully, after the second one, I, I, I mean, I, I was just like in no general direction other than straight and as fast as I mm-hmm. could. And I got away from, you know, and they, and they don't chase you too far if you're no longer a threat to the hive. And uh, so I was like, fuck that. I'm done mowing for the day. And, uh, dude, it hurt. Oh, like, yeah. it fucking hurt. And it didn't go away it continued to hurt even worse. Like, mm-hmm. the initial sting is like, okay, I've got a spot where somebody has taken a piece of rebar 
laid it in the campfire and jammed it into your arm and there's a burning hole in your arm. Mm-hmm. And as the night went on, the there was just like this radiates radiating like Ugh. achy pain mm. that went down my arm and up my arm into my shoulder and around like to the back of my shoulder blade. And like right now, like my shoulder blades all tight and jacked up and it I've still got the spot. Yeah, it and looks w- like you've been shooting up. Yeah, it's it's uh, <laughs> the middle of that. Like within an hour or mm-hmm. two of getting stung was already like a pus head. God, like the the poison like literally like kills kills your tissue. Like and then you can see how it's still red around a little bit of probably a little secondary infection or whatever. But then, like, two days later, it was probably this much. Looked like a bruise. Yeah. And it just ached for days. Ugh. And uh, then, it, then it went to itching. Oof. This side is pretty much cleared up. Um, but uh, the one where they gave me the full juice, um, you know... Every once in a while, you would hear about how somebody like runs over a, a yellow jacket nest on a mower. And I can remember when I was still in law enforcement, um, a dude in Altamont Springs um, was at a, there's a little church chapel in Altamont Springs. Mm-hmm. And he was like the groundskeeper, older guy. And he ran over a yellow jacket nest and they fucking killed him. Yeah. They literally fucking killed him. And the when the fire department got, like, you know, somebody called 911. Nobody could get near him, and they had to wait for the fire department to get there with bunker gear and, like, wow. face shield, Unbelievable. air packs, like they were going into a structure fire to go and get him and drag him away, away from, from yeah. the hive. Yeah, because yeah. they, they just, they, fu- I mean, and it was... It was really, like, the fucking spookiest thing because, like, the mower was sitting there, like, running at full speed, and he was, like, just, you know, slumped over just because he had just gotten fucking hammered by wow. hundreds, and they were just continuing to, to come out. Yeah. yeah. Your body can't fight that. Because the, it was the mower the that's making them, out. yeah, it's yeah. freaking them out, and it's not going away, so they're just like, oh. you know, send the next wave, you know? And they're they're just assaulting, you know. And he's the the soft target on top of it. Yeah. And having been stung now, you know, one and a half times. Whatever I'm that poor man had. That poor guy. Yeah. Fuck. <laughs> and, and that was what was going through my head when I got fucking nailed the first time. I was like, This is yeah. it. Oh fuck <laughs> me. And I mean, I was already. It was already going through my head like, this ain't a fast mower. <laughs> And I know I'm not a fast dude anymore, but do <laughs> I was already starting to do the calculus. Do I stay on the mower? Which one's quicker? Or do I bail off the mower with it in gear and hopefully it's like, you know, throwing chaff or a, a freaking... Right, they you follow. Know, the, yeah, they yeah. follow. And I'm just going to peel. Hopefully I get off of it without getting run over. And then I'm just yeah. going to, you know, break for the freaking woods or whatever. Um, but anyway, I survived it. Um, but fuck those little bastards. They are awful. 
and I still haven't killed them because I need to go down and figure out exactly where the hole is. Because like like when I tell you like when it they I mean I saw them coming out. I know there's a hole down there where they are. It's about this big. Yeah, but but you got to go down and like sit and wait and figure out where they're going in. And uh, you know supposedly like the wasp killer and all that that didn't work on them. No, you have to get like. About a pint of gasoline. I was going to say, we it's, used to light it on fire. No, you don't have to light it on fire. That's just oh. putting yourself in harm's way. <laughs> you you literally have to wait <laughs> until like after dark. The, the majority of the hive Get goes in, in. <laughs> and they usually leave one or two, but they can't see you at night. And you need to be able to just sneak down there and just, you know, really softly walk up and know where the hole is and just be like, glug. Like send it all. Wait, they have guards out. They 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 usually have one to two that hang out at the top of the hole, but at night they're, you know, you sneak up, you just pour it in, and it usually gets those two f- anyway. And as soon as you do it, you're moving away. They can't see you at night. It's not like they got night vision. <laughs> but um, <laughs> the rest of them, the fumes or whatever of gasoline kills the whole hive. So. I've got some of the uh, glow sticks, the K-Lube sticks. So I want to go down there and just, like, stand 20, 30 feet away and be like, okay, oh, okay, here's where they're going. Break a stick, toss it so that I know where the hole is, and then that way I can go down and be like, fuck you. (laughs) But I'm also terrified. (laughs) Yeah. I think it sounds like a really good job for Mark. (laughs) (laughs) Give him the lighter too. I want to see the fire. No, we're not shooting no, out no, of the ground. No, no, no. Um, <laughs> Howard actually told me because I said something. I was like, "Do you do you set them on fire?" And he goes, "No, no, do not set them on fire." And he told me that he knows somebody that did set a hive on fire, and that guy was burnt like over sixty percent of his body. Holy shit! Because when you pour it in there, you've got the fumes. Does right he now. still have? And when he went to try to throw them. He was consumed in the fireball. He killed, but he killed the nest. Oh yeah! But he fucked himself up really badly. He's like, no, 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 no fire, no fire, no fire. Just pour the gas down the hole, and that's it. I think Sounds if like you a- got one of those big propane torch, uh, <laughs> I would, like, bo- yeah, cement or uh, snow burner ones. Someone on this end of the table recommended that. You just but sit the gas there, sounds sit there way at the better. Open. This, yeah, but then like you know, do you quit too soon? Like this that's, is that's this good, is just. Yeah. This is humane. I don't give a fuck about humane. (laughs) You know what they did to me? I just thought I'd throw it out there. No, this is... (laughs) He penetrated. This is is a... They penetrated me. ...time-honored, proven method of getting rid of them. You just go down at night, pour it in there, and they're done. Yeah. Um, I'd take it on Howard's advice. Yeah. Oh, hell yeah. Yeah. Um. He he actually was telling me because he asked me the other. He said, "Have you taken care of them yet?" And I was like, "No, I haven't gotten to it." <laughs> and he was telling me he he ran into a hive of um, yellow jackets over at the Millhorns. Uh, he had their barn full of hay, uh, and he had some straw in there. And when he went up to uh, remove this couple of bales of straw that somebody had asked him for, he had on. Have you ever seen like the cotton gloves? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, they're like work gloves, but they're just with the cotton. plaid on the back. Well, these are brown, brown, brown cotton yeah. gloves. Yeah. He said he had picked up the bale and he was up in the hayloft, so there's like no running away. 
Um, and he looked, all of a sudden, he was like, fuck, what is that? Like, his hands, like, instantly felt like they were on fire. And he looked down, and his hands were yellow. Because when he had picked up, their nest was between the two bales. Wow. That, so he ripped it in half. Yeah. And oh, they just gosh. were, like, all over his hands. And he was able to throw the bale and then, like, climb down out of the loft and get away. But, like, they were just attacking his fucking hands. And he said his hands looked like, but his fingers, he said, were like, like fucking sausages. Yeah. And he said he went to the uh, pharmacy and was like, do you have anything? <laughs> and they're like, what the fuck? He was like, yellow jackets. And they're like, oh, well, you know, try this, do the other, whatever. And yeah. Jeez. Can you help yeah. a guy out? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Wow. Every, what, what is it? What's, uh, no good deed goes unpunished. Right. Yeah. So, thankfully, uh, we don't have any murder hornets around here. Yeah, right. Because the yellow jackets are bad enough. Yeah. Yeah. Which, the hornet's nest. Mm -hmm. Apparently, there's uh, some wasps that are trying to make that their new home. Oh, nice. So, we need to blast those sons of bitches into the next century this evening. Okay. I almost did it the other day. I just, like... I I hadn't even noticed them. Yeah. I'm glad you saw them. So... We we did a little thing out back. Mm -hmm. The west is that way. Yeah, and you said, "Mark, roll down the hill." No, no, no. It's no, it's, oh, it's nowhere, <laughs> nowhere close. Nowhere close. Nowhere close. Trust us. We were watching to see where they came out. We just, that's right. why we told you. To so roll. it could be marked later. You were the right. test subject. Uh, I think probably now, since we're talking about pests, hmm. the latest in groundhog updates. Um, they're. Currently, is no groundhog living under the back deck, nope. so we're in good we're in good shape there. Uh, prior to me coming up, um, I did have a groundhog sighting on the surveillance camera, and uh, I was like, "Oh, this little bastard is going to be a project." <laughs> but I've been here going on what two weeks and yeah. have not seen hide nor hair of him. However, you are always one hour, one day away from them deciding that the burrow that they're in under my driveway, which is also why we have potholes and shit, because the burrows collapse. Um, we're, you know, he could be living here two days after I leave. So uh, Mark and I are going to... Uh, oh, yeah. Get, Sniper height has been established. Yeah, we've already <laughs> picked the, the perch where we're going to uh, set up. And we're going to get primitive on you, you the two that we've seen. I was going to say, you didn't tell him you saw two on the drive. Oh, yeah. yeah. We, we saw the one down <laughs> in the bottom, mm -hmm. and we saw the one on the drive. And that could be the same groundhog. Yeah. It's possible. Um, I think that our best, safest shot is when he's down in the bottom. Mm. Um, so that's like a nice little evening. Go down, chill out. And evening sit. So I thought about it. This is kind of like that one down there is kind of like Larry's UBL. Yes. He shows himself, you know, his destruction, and he goes and runs in his little cave. Yes. And hides. <laughs> and hides. Yep. And well, then you mess up one day. Yeah. It, it just takes a little <laughs> slip up. Go out there enjoying a little bit of clover. Stand up to check and see what's going down. Zip. 
Zip. <laughs> Splat. Because <laughs> we're not going with the shotgun this time. No. There's, there no. ain't no sneaking up on this one. Um, this He's, one, we're going to have to reach out and yeah. touch. Yeah. So uh, we've got the, the right round mm-hmm. for this. Um, we've got the right optics for this. We've got the perfect little tree to lay under in the shade. Yep. And just chit-chat. That's it. And then, oh, look, Mr. Groundhog. Mm-hmm. And, and I, I, I've learned time's on our side. Yep. Just relax. Let him get relaxed. And he's going to stand up. Yep. And he's going to get capped. So that's what we're going to do for the rest of the week. <laughs> Sounds we're awesome. looking forward to it. That guy's going down. That's right. Um, he's a three-tripper. he's made it this far and you know what's crazy is like for the majority of the time up here i haven't seen any groundhogs and then i basically said as we were driving in the other day i was like you know i've been driving around with with, you know strapped expecting to see them on the driveway Mm -hmm. and the one and the one time i'm like as i'm wheeling it into the driveway i'm like you know i guarantee you i'm not strapped right now so we're gonna see it Fuck, there he is. There he is. Yeah, every time. Like, Son smiling. Of a bitch, yeah. <laughs> laughing at me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, well, um, do we have anything else on the list? Because we're getting close to current events. Yeah. Um, well, Ben made a purchase. Oh, that's I right. I did. Um, added to the fleet. The dad and I were couple Mondays ago hanging out mm-hmm. um, and I was like yeah I saw a Hobie cat for a good price last night but I didn't yeah, I didn't do anything about it he's like oh, pull it up and real nice 16 foot we were looking for a 16 foot for a couple years I mentioned it to you there's mm-hmm. the one at, by you um, and I kind of th- thought it had to be it was probably messed up because of the price of it and then it was garage kept for most of its life. The vintage. Last vintage. It's 50 years old. It's a 73. Um, went and he was like, I'm over in St. Pete. I can meet you when I'm back on this side of the state uh, Saturday. And I was like, okay, cool. So I like kind of spent a couple minutes like DMing him back and forth after that to kind of establish some rapport so at least he'd feel guilty if he sold it out from under me. Right. And then I think it was... The next day, or maybe Wednesday, he was like, hey, I'm actually got some time tonight. Do you want to meet up at the mall at 6 o'clock? And I was like, yeah, absolutely. And so I went and got cash and met him and started doing it. They're kind of hard to detect soft spots on because of how tight and small everything is. Right. So dad had gone over the list of like, check this, check that, check the mask, the boom, all of it. And I like went down the list and everything was perfect. It's uh, outside of my skiff. It's like the first thing I've bought in a while that actually doesn't need a tremendous amount of work to do something with it. <laughs> right. Um, very it, unpicket like. Very uh, unpicket yeah. like. In fact, I had a, a buddy text me and say, I'm concerned about you because <laughs> this actually works. He's like, it's very out of character. Are you sick? Um, so I'm, you know, had a tiny little bit of oxidation from one side being exposed to the sun. So got a little bit of wet sanding buffing and I'm just going to compound it real quick and wax it and then take it out to the island and go set sail. Nice. Mm -hmm. Christopher Cross. When I was lifeguarding at Disney, uh, all of the 
Disney marinas had Hobies. Yeah. And uh, on our breaks, we were allowed to go out and sail those. And we would only go if it was like crazy windy. Yeah. Oh, and and heavy. yeah, and we would go out and stand, you know, get it up on one, yep. one pontoon and huh. like ended up flipping it. But then we, you know, part of the fun was. You know, getting it flipped back over, right. and of course, we'd already taken classes, and you know, we're very familiar on how to flip them mm-hmm. back over. So, we always, when we were sailing the Hobie Cats, were like trying to take it to the absolute mm-hmm. ragged edge. He, yeah, yeah. And he gave me all the hardware to with the like. I got to get the harness. Yeah, we didn't have harnesses. Like, yeah. you know, they would have never rented the harness <laughs> right. to a freaking yeah. tourist, so that, that didn't exist. But. You know, we we were definitely like two people on one side of the tramp. You know, yeah. So the tramp's in like amazing shape. Oh wow! Really? It's uh, it's still yellow. It's got one little tear on one side, but like, and a little bit of like, because it's got that texture on it, that mm-hmm. vinyl, and so it's got like a little bit of dirt in there. But other than that, it's like it's still like springy. Um, I might. There's a guy in Jacksonville who's like constantly got like replacement parts you can order for them so at some point i might just buy a couple things to have as a backup but nice trailer's in good shape other than it's got eight inch wheels on it um those little real wide yeah kind of like top like to go from my house to my dad's the top speed's only 50 anyway so i'm good there but like well, it's like 20 miles an hour faster than you're usually driving (laughs) oh fuck off Um, (laughs) the i know so i'm good but i'll probably get like the twelve-inch wheels at some point, and just slap them on there when I have to upgrade them. Listen, if they got pontoon boats going down the interstate, I know on they those scare the piss out of me. Though seven and a half-inch go kart tires, you're going to be okay. Yeah, I, just, I don't know. Yeah, you, I wouldn't go changing anything. Just no, just when the tires like dry rot, you need to replace them. I'm just going to replace them to that. Right, prestige worldwide. Yep. <laughs> cool. Uh, that brings us to last weekend. Oh, yeah. You, you and I got to see our good friend, Mr. Colby Acuff. That's right. Live in color. Yeah, down at the Down Home in Johnson City. Fantastic venue. Uh, I'm embarrassed, having grown up here, to say that uh, that's the first time I've been to the Down Home. Um, amazing show Colby and the boys put on, which is yes. not surprising. As always. Uh, we we ran into Sam from the Flybox. Right. Yeah. Uh, and, and there was a very obvious contingent of uh, some fly fishing guides, like from over in Western North Carolina that were in the house. There were some other local guides that were, you know, around. Ooh, were they beefing? Uh, no, they weren't beefing. This is like you know, Switzerland over there. Everybody's out to have a have a good time. Okay. And Dude, uh, trout weenies don't beef. This isn't the keys. <laughs> Get out of here. But uh it was really cool because uh you know Colby is really good at knowing, you know, where he is and who his audience mm-hmm. is. And he uh you know told the story of you know behind the song on Dying Breed. Dying Breed and you know asked the question are there any you know, fly fishing guides in the house tonight, and there was a really big response. And then uh, they fucking burned it down playing it. Um, it was packed too. I mean, the down home isn't a huge space; it's an old school listening room. Yes, and as a matter of fact, there when we arrived, we um, 
helped herself. It's like self-seeding. And uh, general admin. Nice. We were seated behind a couple of uh, ladies that are very passionate. Boy, they love music. They are like aficionados of live music. Huh. And so we were chit-chatting with them, and uh, neither of they knew who Colby was. They had, of course, seen him on like YouTube, and they, they knew they would like him, but they'd never seen him live before. So we were like... We think you're gonna love it. Like yeah. you know, it's it, him live is way different than what you're seeing. You know, you're you're gonna like it. And after the show, um, I asked, and the one the one lady was like, "I absolutely love him." Yeah. And I said, "So, what did you think of the crowd tonight?" And she said, "We've been coming here, that, you know, for years, and tonight is the biggest crowd we've seen since COVID." Like it, wow. it wasn't quite sold out, but man, it was. If it, was, it wasn't sold out, it was a ticket or two to get wow. there. It was on the brink of standing room only. Yeah, yeah, it was killer. The killer, uh, killer event, killer space. I mean, everything was just perfect. The the thing that impressed me the most that evening was uh, well, we were like three or four songs into the show, and to like our 10 o'clock, uh, pretty much center stage right in front of Colby was a dad <laughs> with his, what, 10-year-old son probably? If that, yeah. yeah. Nice. And they both obviously were big fans of 49 Winchester. And Dad had the hat. Dad the kid had, was wearing the 49 Winchester shirt. Yep. Which I'm sure they got at a concert uh, a couple months ago. Like yeah. It looked, it looked Fresh. Right. And, and 49 is from, you know, here in this area. Yeah. Um, so Colby actually stops and asks the kid his name. And the kid, without fear, was like, you know, Connor. He's like, well, listen, Connor, I see that you're wearing a 49 Winchester shirt. Those are friends of ours. We love those guys. Um, but we think you'd look a lot better in our shirt. And Colby, like, fucking throws him a nice. shirt. Nice. Cool. And I was like, holy shit. Yep. But wait, two songs later, the kid's throwing it on in the middle of the set. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Get this crap off of me. <laughs> I got a new favorite band, Dad. Yep. So uh, pretty awesome stuff. Um, great show. We hung out. Uh, Colby said, hey, I got to sign some autographs and stuff, but mm-hmm. will you guys please stick around? Um, because he wanted to let us know, which we already did, that he's coming back to Tuffy's uh, mm-hmm. in Sanford in October. So Colby was like, I don't know how my schedule looks, but if it's possible, I said, yes, of course. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> of course, we will. <laughs> so um, hopefully we can... Uh, find the time, or hopefully he can find the time, and hopefully we can find the, the right redfish. I was going to uh, say, yep. To get him to, you know, stick one in the face and uh, give it a skiff ride. So um, I've said it before, and I'll say it again. Man, this guy is on the rise and mm-hmm. small venues. If you love small venues, you better Get him while you, you can. You better get him while you can because he's going to be playing big shows and big shows only really, really soon. Mm-hmm. So, uh, Colby Acuff, if you haven't listened to him, you need to, and uh, you're going to enjoy it. Yeah. Well, that brings us to 
Lamps and Fly Fishing rebranding. I yeah, that's you, Ben. Um, kind of me. It we, got, we got a message, right? Yeah, we got. Yeah, DM'd. I got this, Yeah, somebody who who sent that? DM? I think Volksfiend sent it. Yeah. Um, like when I read the DM, it was like it was almost like implied that we would think that it was, you know, dumb or like. I, I I don't know. I think I read into it that he thought it was like dumb or whatever. I, I don't really have an opinion on it. You know, it was because I'll be honest with you. I always called him Lampson anyway. Right. Mm-hmm. I never said Waterworks no. Lampson. Right. It's just Lampson. You know. Hey, l- let me see that Lampson mm-hmm. reel. Like since I had a Lampson Radius two point five for my five weight. Um. So for them to streamline it and just go drop the waterworks, I, I think it's probably a smart idea on their yeah. part. It's more concise. It's a cool little logo. Yeah. Um, I happen to love their rods. The uh, SW is what I have in six and eight weight. Mm-hmm. Um, the eight weight is paired with my Tibor Everglades. Uh, it's a damn daily driver and a half. Uh, that I don't have to be scared of fucking up. And now it's what the cobalt. Um, yeah. And, uh, you know, we happen to know the Lampson rep up this direction. And uh, that's Chase. And Chase uh, says that there's even, you know, some little something, something coming that uh, we're going to get to try out hopefully this fall. And, uh, dude. Total two thumbs up, fucking yeah. strip set, baby. Booyah. Booyah. I'm all for it. I love, I have a ton of lamps and reels, and yeah. I love them. I love them. Yep. So that's your answer from me. It's a strip set. Yeah. yeah. Same. Same. All the way around the table. Lampson, Lampson is still Lampson to us, and now it's Lampson to them. Yeah. Kudos. So we'll uh, keep it on the trout set, strip set. Uh, page i got pushed a um, sponsored ad on the instagrams for a company called sunray Flyfish, which i've never heard of and it's this guy casting in his yard saying they have a new line called the easy back cast line and it's specifically created to help you cast all 100 feet of line all 100 feet in a back cast or that's just the name because it's, it's the back it's cast called line. The easy back cast line. Easy back cast. Um, Your Honor, cast. I would like to submit into evidence if if it pleasure if it pleases the court. Um, on a recent Taylor Trash camping expedition, um, a gentleman sitting at this here very table was casting a fly line without a fly rod. That'd yeah. be you. Yeah. Um, Not well, I mean, but... Well sure. enough. Yeah. Well and, enough. Andrew is much better than I was, but yes. But what I'm getting at is there are definitely differences in fly lines. Oh, yeah. But where the major difference lies, especially... Is this a value line, or is it... Did you... I didn't look at the pricing okay. or anything. Um I just I saw the ad and that was all I needed to see. Uh, it sounds like somebody has sourced, you know, where they can get some, you know, overseas made fly line. Yeah, mm-hmm. they've put the, they've come up with what they think is a 
kind of a cheeky idea of a fly line company name, mm-hmm. and they're just trying to do uh, Instagram marketing. They're gonna. Oh yeah, know, they got lines, rods, reels. Okay, so yeah, this is all probably offshore stuff. They don't have any brick and mortar. Uh, I'm gonna say trout set just because. Not that they don't have a quality product, but right. they've not been around long enough. I don't know if, if I bought that stuff, <laughs> if they're going to be around a year from now, if I have a problem, and when the line falls apart because it was made with some kind of polymer that right. is shitty in the sun, and how, how am I going to get my warranty covered? It has five stars Well, that's with not uh, 228 reviews. Allegedly. One of the lines is called the mullet floating line with overhang marker. Whatever that is. The other line is the bung. (laughs) B-U-N-G? Bung Hmm. floating line. But the only reason that I put it in there was the ad was pushed to me, and it's a guy casting in his yard, and like their value prop for this line is that you can cast all hundred feet of it in one false cast or whatever. Which, by a show of hands, sorry guys, I know you're listening to a podcast, but we're going to tell you how many hands go up. By a show of hands, who has dumped a hundred feet of line and caught a fish on the fly rod? Raise Negative. Your hand. Yeah, no shot. No, no, no. I can't see a fish 100 feet away. Yeah. With yeah. accuracy? Never had a reason to try. Never no. had a reason to try. So thanks for your uh, bold mm. performance statement, Cotton. You know but what? It it might have been valuable at like casting competitions if you wanted to do the distance cast competition. But I mean, for that, those that really. can't two-hand cast... So <laughs> you cast hundred feet. With so one here you go. Cast. This yeah. is its description. Product information: a micro thin, medium head length floating line for freshwater rivers, lakes, Even bank, better. and boat. The new UK country, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. United Kingdom. Coating easy back cast with overhang marker. A slightly larger, more stable head length than the original best-selling short head. Lands extremely delicate with minimal disturbance on liftoff. Shoots like a shooting head, but is incredibly stable in the air. Very balanced and lands dead straight with feather-like touchdown. I mean, I could write the same thing about... Micro-thin... We gotta get into copywriting. Micro-thin running line... Giving lightning fast hook sets. <laughs> and uh, wait for it, wait for it. Take detection. Ooh. Is it's, it so it's a Euro nymph line too at 100 feet? Does it have any highlights? Highlights. Spookless. Oh. <laughs> what? Bullshit. Are they guaranteeing it catches fish? Hook more. Land more. All right, I you know I got served and I don't even I didn't pay attention to it. <laughs> um, there's like some new rod brand out there that the guy is like standing at a table talking about it or whatever, and I was like, God, yet another like 
garage, you know, importer of rods that you don't know if they're going to be here a month from now, mm-hmm. or is this like a one-time yeah. deal? They bought a lot of, you know, blanks and blanks and built them, or, or maybe even didn't build them. Bought yeah, them, bought them pre-built. Um, there's something to be said about that warm, cozy blanket that you know. Um, because I like my warm, cozy blanket and I trust that it'll keep me warm and I can depend on it and, and, and I'm comfortable with it. And I also know that that teeny tiny thin little sheet of foil, the emergency blanket will do the same thing, but I just don't think I'd be as happy snuggling up in it. Yeah. And that's how I feel. They're trying to sell me the newest tech crinkly foil blanket and I already have plenty of comfortable blankets so I trout set man I don't need I don't need yeah. it yeah. I, I don't want it and I don't trust it That's, so it seems to be a very trust. reputable European brand maybe so a lot of Germany reviews Denmark Sweden Switzerland UK so if they're doing so damn well over there, they're bringing it over here. Okay. And what guess happened? what? Didn't work back in the day. Right. America. Fuck <laughs> <Look>, yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, you know, right. send, send us a few boxes of it, and we'll we'll tell you if yeah. your marketing is actually spot on or spot off. Um. And, and it gets down to even the even the rod even Lampson that we love, um, you know, or SA line or, you know, they're, they're good lines. Um, mm-hmm. I like airflow. Um, it's the capable hands that it's put into makes the difference in whether it's working well for you or not. For right. You. Yep. So, you know, if you go out and cast, and fish often enough to have the muscle memory, the correct mechanics, and the line suits your casting style well, that's the line for you. Forget all the bullshit that they write and tell you it's going to do for you. It's not going to do any of that shit (laughs) if you don't actually fucking do it for yourself. And you know what? Put it in the mix. If all of a sudden you're like, wow, this feels great. Get get rid of all your other lines and go to the fucking super line. There you go. Um, <laughs> but don't go running out to buy it because it's you know guaranteed that you're going to lose thirty pounds in thirty days or your money back free. You know, it's a fly right. line. You still have to be able to be a decent caster to make shit happen. Yep. And and, and forget about the hundred feet thing. That's horseshit. <laughs> no matter <laughs> where they're from, don't don't. Don't even care what happens at 100 feet. 109 feet. Larry, redfish, 100 feet. Yeah, fuck. Send it. <laughs> Send it. 100 yards. 100. Or is that 100 feet? 100 feet. 100 feet. Oh. <laughs> 100, 100 yards. 100 is, yards, you're talking uh, like backing. I don't know. Like I said, God. 300 feet. God save the king now, I guess. <laughs> it, it's in pounds and meters and. I mean, set. Maybe Ted likes it. I don't know. 
<laughs> God save the queen. <laughs> do they do they measure it out in the metric system? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. How, many, how many meters is the line? Twelve twelve meter line. I looked at their flies, and their flies are their flies are called fabs and blobs and buzzards. So right. it's purely a skip next. Yeah. yeah, we've given them more time than they deserve. Exactly. Well, you know. That's that's it unless anybody else has a well let's uh trout set or strip set. No. Um I think it's probably pretty fucking hard for uh the mail barge to find us up here in the hills, but I have heard tale of uh barges getting pushed up the Tennessee River. Yep. So there's a tug and barge that uh somehow made its way to Knoxville meep, and meep. uh <laughs> Then uh, it was transferred <laughs> to horseback, mm-hmm. and uh, <laughs> while we were gone one day, we came in, and damned if banana good luck had not sent us a care package. Yeah, stellular. Um, the, those that are still uh, imbibing in the uh, adult soda pops, mm-hmm. you guys have uh, enjoyed some of the uh, fresh brews that he has sent up. Definitely curated and uh, oh, yes. very good choice. Mm-hmm. Okay. I, I, I definitely am into the lager. I can drink a handful of those. Nice. Um, he also sent us uh, some hats, mm-hmm. uh, which we we're very thankful for. Does anybody, uh, can, can we try to grab the note? And uh, some of the hats are actually going to be left to be for uh, prizes at the thingy before the dinghy. Um, and he also sent along a bit of the foam uh, of of uh, like that we use the EVA foam that uh, is makes a great library. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've had a few people send uh, a little bit of that for us, which uh, we're grateful for because. We're working on a project trying to make the world's largest library, and uh, we we continue to need help on that. Um, but anyway, uh, Jr. over at Banana Good Luck says, "Yo, boys, wanted to support the world's largest library that y'all are putting together, as well as send you some extra swag since it's been a while. Hope you dig the new stickers I just put out, as well as some of the classic headwear and." We do. Thank you. Heck yeah. Um, Minus points though for a typed up note. Yeah, it you know. should have been handwritten. Jr., you know better. But but he does good, have a letterhead. Good, I was going to say good looks on the letterhead. So yes, I sent a couple of extra hats for us to use in fundraising efforts, and I really appreciate the work you guys do. Also included some of my favorite beers from the new mm-hmm. gig, and hope you enjoy them too. Can't um, confirm. Your your new gig is keeping some folks happy up here in the hills this week, Jr. The boys have enjoyed them. Oh yeah! Uh, I wish that uh, I still was in the position to have done the same, but uh, thank you. I haven't actually opened and looked no. at the yeah. new stickers. No. stickers are a... This is the reveal right Ooh, here. Yeah. So do you saw a bum, peek? Bum, no. Bum, oh, bum. it's sealed. He sealed just, the envelope. Just like at the old oak table. Mm-hmm. We're sitting here at the teak table, mm-hmm. and I've got my paws on them first. <laughs> Booyah. Yeah, wait, how did this happen? Ben? Um, I didn't stage properly. Look, this is my first time. 
He said, anybody want to get up and get the box? I got the box. I, I, I just threw him Do on the table. Real, I was just chastised for getting up. <laughs> <laughs> Don't oh, you leave that seat. Yes. This oh, that's sick. Fantastic. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That was mullet. High Cold life. beer and good luck. And it's it looks like a high life, a Miller that's awesome. logo. Pretty damn awesome. This, anybody recognize this? I, I do. do. The banana, banana boat. Banana boat. Yeah, banana boat. Good luck. Uh, defund the tax man. That's pretty <laughs> rad. Oh, yeah. That's good. I think the offshore guys kind of get that more than most everybody else would. Uh, if you bone fish, you get that. Uh, probably tarpon fishermen get that. I don't know if permit guys really get harassed by the sharks that much or not. That's a good question. Um, thank you for not ha- thank you for not fishing. Have a nice day. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. I like that. Um, so yeah, man. Uh, badass new stickers available mm-hmm. through Banana Good Luck. Uh, if you don't follow them on Instagram, you you should. Uh, if you call yourself. Uh, a sticker hound like we are, and you're not following him, and you haven't loaded up on these stickers, you're doing yourself a disservice. Um, so we've got our new stickers here, and we have the awesome, that was mullet hats that he sent along. They're the rope hats. Um, fantastic gray mm-hmm. rope hat. Mm-hmm. And uh, there will be a couple of those that get in the mix for a future raffle. So, uh, Jr. Man, you are freaking awesome, my brother. Thank you. You always support thank us. Thank you. Oh, yeah. You're thank you, thank one you. of those that uh, really shines when it comes to us saying that we have the best damn listeners in fly fishing, and we're proud to say we're listener supported because mm-hmm. of folks like you. Um, we just wrapped up a uh, TPCC mm-hmm. last night. We did. We had a great turnout. Oh, my gosh. Tons of competitors on the field. That's right. We had a a full field of competitors. Um, I'm sure, 100% sure, that if you are listening to this podcast and you are on Instagram, then you know that the promo video that the Flybox cut <laughs> for this was badass mm-hmm. and funny as hell. Um, I think the last time I looked, it had over 80,000 plays. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I know there's three guys with tiny peckers <laughs> that live in Alabama that felt it necessary. 92,000 now. Okay, so we're at yeah. 92,000 nice. plays that thought it was necessary to make a comment on the reel that the the idea for that reel came from Blue Line, right? Mm-hmm. And that's actually just not the case, fellas. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, your history is off, um, believe it or not. Not everybody watches everything those fellows put out. As a matter of fact, the video that you were referring to, 
because I had to go looking for it because I was like, oh, damn, you know. Right. I hope we didn't step on anybody's toes because yep. we don't like to do that. Nope. And I can guarantee the fly box would never do that. Nope. Um, it was a YouTube video, and it was done about a year ago, and it was a, a little spoof on fly fishing in the context of the Masters golf tournament. Mm-hmm. And there are some similarities, and you know why? Because golf tournaments and golfers wear similar clothing. So if you were dressing up for Halloween as a caddy, you'd probably look like the classic PGA caddy wearing the same white coveralls, Mm -hmm. whether you were doing a play on the Players' Championship, the TPC, which is what we did our play on words three fucking years ago, <laughs> the TPCC. So if anything, um, I would imagine that the boys over at Blue Line Co. Mm-hmm. may have seen or heard of one of the many TPCC events that we've done and shown on our Instagram. Because we both follow each other. And not once would it have occurred to me or anybody sitting at this table to go, oh, my God, did you see that they did Mm -hmm. a video about this golfing slash um, fly fishing um, mashup? Yeah. And I'm offended. No, if if we inspired them, awesome. Absolutely. If we didn't inspire them, their shit was funny, too. But it was on a different platform altogether. So, you know what? Next time, uh, if you're cruising our account or see something from us that bothers you, don't make the snide, stupid comment on... Just text us. Yeah, just don't text make the comment. And, well, just text <laughs> us, and, and we'll, we'll talk about it. Oh, that's right. You don't have my fucking number to text me. And so since you don't have my number to text me, oh. it's obviously not that big of a fucking deal that I would worry about it. Mm-mm. So you just need to move along and not worry about it. If, if we share phone numbers, then we're close enough to have a relationship where your opinion would have mattered and I would have need to have heard it. So with that said, Mike's tip drop. of the cap to the boys <laughs> over at Blue Line. Their stuff was funny over mm-hmm. on... YouTube. YouTube. Right. Um, but uh, <laughs> this one uh, that the fly box did. This was a riot. It, it, it was a riot. It was concise. It was one minute long. One minute long. Mm-hmm. And everything about it was just perfectly executed. And the boys deserve credit for it. Oh, it yeah. It was awesome. So as a result of that, so many people had heard about it, had seen it, that we had, for the first time, a full field, Mm -hmm. um, and that was 16 casters, because this time around, as most of you guys have figured out, we don't do anything over and over. We change shit up every time we do it. Mm -hmm. This time, we had a different format, and this time, it was absolutely a riot it was fun as hell the fly shop was packed all night um jonathan and chelsea thank you very much for allowing us to come in your house 
and host oh, yeah. an event in your shop. We love, love, love the shop. Um, we, gosh, dodged I mean, the bullet. Like, there was a yeah, damn thunderstorm, like, minutes before it was supposed to start. And then it just turned into the most beautiful, mm-hmm. cool evening out. So, what a wonderful event. I Chubbs. Chubbs was looking out for us. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. Um, Fuck you, Bob Barker. <laughs> <laughs> but, no, I mean, even the amount of, what would we call it, spectators mm-hmm. there to support. Oh yeah, what was going on was awesome. Yeah, the uh, the judging was mm, impartial, definitely. <laughs> um, yeah, I thought it, the judging was very spotty and haphazard. Um, but I, I only watched for a few moments. Um, I actually ran into a few listeners that mm. uh, I ended up talking to, and like one had come up all the way from Atlanta, yeah, just yeah. to uh, come up for the show, and. Uh, when I wandered out there a couple times, um, it seemed inconsistent with uh, – nobody was upset. And, I, and I, I hope I'm not sparking any controversy. But uh, Some people's feelings got hurt in the first round. They were not, they were it, not happy. There was, a, there was like there – were, There, were there just... was like a bounce, and if it would bounce and end up in – or if it would bounce and go out. I don't know. I wasn't there so, long enough. But like a couple that I saw, I was like, oh, that was in. And everybody's like, nope, out. And I was like, that was out. Nope, that was in. I was like, I need to get the fuck out so, of here. I'm, not, I'm just going to confuse people and get people mad. In the beginning, there were a few bugs to work out. Because, you know, you were alternating cast. Right. So you cast your lines out. Because you're not allowed to pick up. Right. We, we had a point. no false cast rule. You right. pick up and put down. Okay. So you would leave your line out there. Okay. So you'd have to pull so, your line under your competitor's line and then pick it up and throw it down. Right. So uh, these first uh, couple of people. Some strategies people were using. Crossing each other were, up. To were block. being crossed. Ah, And then okay. it was like, you know what? Go ahead and clear your line away from there so they can pick up their cast. Okay. And it was a running clock and there mm-hmm. was there was some some loose interpretations of I go you go. Uh-huh. I think there was one pair at at one point that their flies landed at the same time in the same spot yeah. a number of times. So it was like combat. Oh yeah. There was they were close to having elbows thrown. Oh wow. Yeah. But, but I mean it was all friendly. Yeah, it of was course. like it was yeah, it was and you fun. know, trying to be fair, like they were getting uh, jiggy with Ben it. was oh, yeah. at one point keeping score, and then Forrest came over. Jameson was watching the clock, watching where the flies were going. You know, scorekeepers were watching where the fly was going, but making sure these folks weren't going into a back cast because sometimes you do it not knowing. Mm-hmm. So you got to watch. All right, nope, back cast. So even if they make it in the hoop, no point. Because they you were get, false cast. You get one oh, pick they, up okay. and lay down. Yeah, right. Well, uh, you were saying they went into a back. Well, they have to go. <gasps> right. You were right. saying back cast, false cast. Yes. And then shoot. Okay. So they DQ'd on that shot. Correct. I got you. Okay. Which therein lied some of the problem. They were like, oh, no, that, you know, I got. I was clearing my line. Sorry, Trout Boy. Right. <laughs> no saw on the log. Pick it up and send it. But it was fun, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There were some. 
there was some coaching from the judges. You know, hey, you're mm-hmm. you're right there. Just pick it up and drop. Uh, if, if 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 we were asked, we were not impartial to tell people how far they were away. No, you're six oh, inches yeah. short. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're, you're a foot. To I the heard left. a lot of add add six, mm-hmm. take six away. Yeah. You better mm-hmm. get yeah. to the right. Um, I can't remember. Did we do our first? Did we do the TPCC last summer? Two, yeah, or was it two summers ago? I think it was last summer. It was mm-hmm. last summer. Didn't Todd Boyer win it last summer as well? No. Who won it last summer? Um, Cy. Cy won it last mm. summer. But Todd was or in no, the running. No, 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 no. no. It, was, it, it, Cy was, it was John. Um, John S.? Yes. <laughs> okay. John um, Stunkert. Yeah. Oh, Stunkert. That's right. Yeah. Stunkert did. And I think I think Todd got out kind of early last time. Oh, well. Like, maybe so, second round. Okay. So he was practicing this year. Yeah, Todd won the... TPCC, Championship. and then there was a Calcutta to the side yep. that was distance casting, and he won that as well. At 92 feet. Yeah, which the, wow. cool, the cool thing about the them doing the Calcutta, because when Jonathan and I were talking about setting up the, the TPCC, he was like, what do you think if we do like a side deal for distance? And I said, that'd be cool. I said, but same thing, split the pot. I said, but here's the deal. On that Calcutta, split the pot and give the half of the pot to the new guides association that they created because they're really doing some fantastic mm-hmm. work mm-hmm. that ne- is necessary for the South Holston as far as like the health of the fishery. So it was, I wish I'd have seen more people in that, but truthfully, it was getting dark at that point. So it was yeah. the right number of people anyway. Mm-hmm. But uh, that, that was. It was cool to see. I had a blast. Everybody was sticking around watching it. Um, I had two fantastic. I'm going to go ahead and call them Taylor dogs. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, uh, great night. Great yep. night at the fly box. Oh yeah. Um, we stuck around uh, to the you know afterwards and just like shot the shit you know with with the little shopkeep. Yeah. Um, another thing that was cool if you didn't come that you missed uh, there was actually a little flash sale. On yeah. uh, mm-hmm. everything in the shop. So I know I, I saw a lot of people getting some gear, gear that were like, hey, does it apply to this? And they're like, everything in the store. And they're like, holy <laughs> shit. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, fucking mounds of stuff going on the freaking, you know. So that that was good to see. Making that cash register ring. That's right. Yeah, boy. Ring-a-ling-a-ling. Mm-hmm. Um, and I guess, uh, you know, we'll talk about it. We went. We went uh, the night before uh, to a racetrack and and took in a damn small track, local track, Friday Man. Night Lights yeah. kind of deal. Good old fashioned American and yeah. racetrack night. We we pulled some strings because uh, believe it or not, uh, my neighbor uh, lives in my aunt's old uh, residence across the the yard here from from my my house. Uh, about 100 yards away, 110, 120 yards away. Um, he is the track announcer, and uh, he hooked us up with pit passes, and uh, we spent the the evening inside mm-hmm. the track, in the pits. Oh, yeah. We were parked in between, like, two teams, <laughs> and as luck would have it, those Ooh. were the two teams that kind of, like, tangled. Mm-hmm. Um, 
and there were some fireworks in the pits. Didn't quite get to blows, but it was close. And then at the end of the night, uh, there were fireworks in the air mm-hmm. because the 4th of July fireworks had gotten canceled due to weather. And then they'd scheduled them again, and they got rescheduled. So they went off on Saturday night when we were there. Um, King Sport Speedway, the... Concrete jungle. Concrete jungle. <laughs> Love it. So, uh, <laughs> now, the way it was explained to me by an old-timer that stopped me um, and was talking to me, I told him that I had grown up over here um, next to the speedway. Mm-hmm. And he was like, well, you do know that this track was here before Bristol. you know." And I said, oh, okay. That's, you know, he said, and it was always a dirt track. He goes, but uh, the layout of the track is actually what they modeled Bristol to be because it's an eighth of a mile, I guess, mm-hmm. at, at Kingsport. And then they were making the half mile. Um, and then, as fate would have it, it was always a dirt track in Kingsport, but then somebody bought it and paved it, wanted to make it a paved track. Well, because of the clay base, the asphalt just kept rippling and coming up. No asphalt. So they did the concrete. So now, even mm. if it was truly the history is correct, history has repeated itself because now Bristol has went from asphalt to concrete, concrete. and now the inspiration they, for the Bristol track is now concrete as well. And it's, I think, probably the only small concrete track around. The concrete jungle. It's definitely one of very few. Yeah. And uh, we made some really good friends in the pits. Yeah. Uh, you know, fast friends. And uh, Mark's bringing home some, like, treasures from wrecked cars. Oh, yeah. We've, yeah. Got, we've been offered, if we come back, that we can uh, get rides in some race cars. Mm-hmm. Ride along in the race cars. Yeah. So, uh, you know, we'll, we'll keep it to that. I know... Uh, not everybody in our and, and base look for, enjoys racing. Look but for you we know did. some race memorabilia at the Taylor Park that was donated. Yeah, in a, I, I our th- videos and yeah, I think uh, this has inspired me. We've always talked about it. We've always kicked it around back home. Of hey, we need to go to New Smyrna Speedway. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We need to go to New Smyrna, and we always talk about it, but we never pull the trigger. Falls coming up. Gonna be cool out. Yeah, I'm in. We need to go racing, boys. Yeah. Oh yeah, and it, it's just go do something different, right? Yeah, we're, we came together through fishing, and we love to fish together. But and these boys love to race together. Well, it's like you and I go into a Tortugas game. Yep. You know, yeah, we didn't make it the, the summer, but we yeah. the summer before we did. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um. So uh, with that, um, we're kind of happy that we finally got our shit together and. Uh, <laughs> Did a podcast from up here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, it would not have happened without Brother Ben. The Benfluencer. The Benfluencer was like, hey, guys, listen, I'm putting together a kit so that we can actually record a podcast. We're going is mobile. Up in the mountains. Is it going to... He's looking fancy over there with that chrome. Okay, but that here's the deal. That chrome will get you home. <laughs> this... As you know, we've had listeners in the past... One in particular I can think of who's opined that our microphones aren't great. Mm-hmm. Um, they have a model. Sure makes a model of this, but they want 200 bucks for it. 
And I was like, I'm not going to drop that kind of coin on a microphone. Um, and these were 30 bucks. Mm-hmm. And he said, those were actually pretty nice mics. And so, because I didn't, those of you who have listened all the way back know that the setup is finicky and it's got, it's got, the board is like its own entity. It's like its mind of its own. It's got little gremlins in there that do things. So I was like, I cannot just go to Oak Hill and start unplugging shit to be like, we need this cable, this cable, let's take this. So outside of the three microphones mm-hmm. that aren't Phantom Power and the headsets, I've like, nothing else got touched. And I just like unplugged the XLRs and left them right where the microphones yep. went. And I love these colored cords. Where did where did you come from? Amazon, across? and they make them in, like, I got the four-pack, but they make them up to a ten-pack of just different colors all the way down. Um, and they're supposed to be super high quality. Um, I don't know. So they're on Amazon. Exactly. Um, <laughs> but I, I know it because it said it right on the listing, high-quality XLR cables. Right. Um, so, yeah, just ordered some stuff. And hats off to Larry. This circus is not easy to run by itself. Mm-hmm. It's not just press play and go. No. Um, there's There's finesse to it. Well, we're just fortunate that you took the initiative and and took well, the opportunity. With you, you being did a up great here job. and Andrew being in town, I was like, "There's the chance for all of us to get together live is getting so it's just getting harder." And yeah. at some point, it'll happen. But like, I was like, "Let's just take the opportunity and try it. This might blow up in our face." Hey, if what do we got to lose by yeah, not trying? Exactly. Right? Mm-hmm. So uh, this also opens the door. Uh, you know, to those with fat wallets that want to uh, host us somewhere and have us do a show from their location. From, from your house. Taylor Trash on the road. <laughs> yeah, Taylor Trash on the road. Uh, Jameson mo- won't be there, the though. The mobile no. podcast does not come with us covering our own travel expenses right. or, you know, anything associated with sustenance while we're there. But uh, we're capable of it now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so I know some people have always been like, you need to bring that up here and do it. It's not an automatic yes, but uh, now it's possible. It is possible. Mm-hmm. For, the, for the right incentivization, mm-hmm. um, we, we could come and do a podcast there, and it doesn't include a ticket for you to be on the podcast with us. It just means yeah. that we're willing to do it in a different location now. Mm-hmm. Sometimes. <laughs> it comes Maybe. With, kinda, it comes sorta. with photo rights. You are allowed to take yes. pictures and post it on your social media <laughs> while we're at your event and add before and after. And if you provide the Sharpies, we will sign, you know. If you bring titties. a printer, photos, <laughs> if, if you bring a, whatever. a photo, a printer with <laughs> no, you, you can no take a moves. photo. No moves. No <laughs> 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 I love you guys. Oh, well, yeah. I, I also before we jump off here, I wanna I wanna say that um, while we were up here this week, um, that uh, I was able to um, invest a little bit. Uh, Bitcoin. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, here comes the big uh, Mark Overbay. Um, mm-hmm has been doing some fantastic paintings of the trout that occupy uh, mm-hmm. the Holston. And uh, he's he's done a couple of uh, the paintings. He's actually gotten professional prints done. So I picked up two prints. Nice. And 
where we're sitting at the table, you guys can't see it, but everybody here is looking. Um, I got two prints. They're going to be 16 by 16, and I've got frames on the way. They should be here before Mark and I leave on Thursday, and they're going to be hung to the left and the right of the uh, skin-mounted uh, awesome. northern pike just to kind of start completing the vibe in that room. So, uh, Oh, marble eye. We'll uh, <laughs> hopefully... Uh, He's so happy. <laughs> Hopefully start finishing out the art collection yeah. kind of up here. Because um, uh, it's getting tight on the walls down mm -hmm. home. So, mm -hmm. But uh, if you haven't checked out Mark's, it's... Uh, highly recommended. Highly it's, recommended. Uh, hang on. I think it's Flowing, flowing water, water Art. Flowing yeah. Water. Yeah. Not this Mark. Studio. <laughs> and we all uh, were afforded an opportunity on this trip. To, uh, graciously, he graciously opened his flowing water art. Yeah, flowing water art. Uh, he he graciously allowed us to come to the studio and gave us a tour, mm -hmm. and we got to see the space where he 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 he's literally on the river, mm -hmm. and that's why it's flowing water. And uh, his his work is self taught. Um, it, it's a product of the. COVID era, yeah, yeah. and uh, he is just really blossoming and, oh, yeah. and creating some killer artwork. Mm -hmm. So, uh, you know, reach out if you see something on his Instagram. Uh, he's always, you know, willing to talk about what he's willing to let yep. go. Some of the paintings, he's like, nope, that's staying with me. Mm -hmm. Some of them, he's like, well, I'm going to do prints. Uh, he is certainly not doing this to sustain his lifestyle. No. Right. Um, it's just something that is bringing him joy right now. Hmm. So if you see something that he's painted that brings you the same joy and you want a copy of it um, or the original, talk to him. He's, it. he's always ready to talk. So uh, I can't think of anything else, fellas. No. Um, that's it for me. And guess that's it for 95 then. Yeah. That, that wraps if up. Uh, this is 95. I think it it's episode okay. 95 brought... Uh, Recorded up in the uh, old homestead mm -hmm. in the hills of Tennessee mm -mm, mm -mm, at the mm -mm. Teak Table. Thanks for uh, joining us for the uh, ride. And uh, we'll be putting her something together a couple of weeks, I guess. Something. Uh, and uh, probably doing it with... Uh, Jameson sending in a Morse code report. Because <laughs> uh, that's going to be the new normal for a little bit. Yeah. And uh, I think we haven't had anybody complain about the last episode. No. Uh, so I think we're doing things okay. Um, little housekeeping. Go ahead and circle your calendars. The next big thing, and we're getting ready to start cracking on it is the thingy before the dinghy and the dinghy derby. Absolutely. Uh, we'll work on getting our website updated, figuring out where you're going to be able to purchase your tickets to do the event, and that'll be announced very soon on social medias. And, uh, I mean, we already have the dates. What is it, like the... Fourth and fifth. Fourth and fifth. Saturday and Sunday. Saturday and Sunday. Uh, Sunday, Sunday, we'll get the, Sunday. We're, we're going to... We're gonna we we've heard everybody you know from from years past and we we're gonna make some adjustments. It's gonna be the formal portion of uh, things on the day on the water. It's gonna shorten up just a little bit so that it's more optional to hang out the rest of the day. 
Because, uh, you know, it's, sometimes it's turned into a pretty long day for some well, people. Get sometimes November's warm. Yeah. So anyway, uh, look for that. Until then, uh, we want to say thank you to any and all of you who have taken us and Grundens up on the offer to uh, save a buck or two. Uh, full disclosure, we make a buck or two when you guys use Taylor 20. Uh, it's how we help fund trips like this for summer camp up in the hills. Um, doesn't fully fund them. So uh, if you're a sugar daddy and you're looking for some misfits, uh, we're still your guys. Mm. Uh, and then uh, we'll work for money. <laughs> we'll name drop you on the show as well. Uh, Riversmith. Uh, there's been a pretty good handful of you guys that uh, has taken advantage of a discount that's offered. Uh, you have to actually DM me through the uh, Instagram because it's not just like floating out there. I got to know you're ready to go. Um, and uh, those of you that have taken advantage of that, I know that you've been happy with it. Um, we're going to actually have some very specific content coming out. Uh, that's going to coincide with the release of a new product that mm. uh, a, a new application for a product they already have. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, we're excited about that, that they trusted us to uh, help them uh, make sure that it, it's uh, idiot proof, which kind of in a way makes us think that they think we're idiots. Um, <laughs> We're, test pro monkeys. we're product testers. <laughs> we're product testers. <laughs> we're also very honored to be idiots. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So, uh, all right. Well, that's enough uh, pandering. You guys are the greatest listeners in all of fly fishing. We appreciate the support. Don't forget to go to the website. Spend money there. Stickers. There's going to be a whole bunch of new stickers coming out when we run out of uh, stickers that are on there, uh, which should be really soon because we've like cut the price of stickers in half. Yep. Um, just to blow them out and make room for the new ones. But uh, anyhow, we love you guys. Uh, couldn't do it without you. Uh, thanks for joining us on the trip. And we look forward to 96. Yep. And see ya. See ya. Thank you.